0: You know if you uh, go to vacation over the weekend and you forgot to take your garbage of out? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, with the garbage starts to smell like. That's yeah. It, it tastes like the way Don't sniff is. it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. That is hands-on the worst
1: thing I've ever tasted.
0: Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Uh, left skater. your ass down on the sofa and tune in for today's episode and remember don't sniff it just do it oh my dick and it's (laughs) what a way to start it oh and it's episode episode 40 of you watch i listen i listen yo hey guys how are how are you guys I'm uh
2: I'm I'm great. I had a great weekend. Did and you actually have a great weekend? Well, actually, I mean technically it's still the weekend, so it's still ongoing. That's true. Could get,
0: so it could get bad. <laughs> it could get bad. Fingers no. crossed.
2: Uh I had, I had a pretty solid week and I know it was like Valentine's Day and shit, so like that was pretty cool, I guess. I was it? Yeah, no, honestly, was it, really it was it? Yeah, it was dope, dude. I the uh, uh my lady friend made me uh 12 bacon roses. What's his
0: name? Yeah. <laughs> Lady boyfriend. 12
2: bacon roses. She made roses out of bacon, covered it in maple syrup, and brown sugar. How's the weight Yo. loss going? <laughs> fine. <laughs> Just fine.
0: fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, everything's fine. Um, um, yeah, man, but man. Valentine's Day was... Like, me and uh, the landlord don't really, like, do anything. Like, we get each other small things, and then kind of it's like, hey... Yeah, like, right. Like the be- so what sucked for me was I bought her a card like earlier in the week and a, car I, or a, card? a, ca- a card. I'm not buying her a car. I won't buy her a matchbox car. <laughs> I want a real car. Um so I had bought her a card and I brought it to work, I filled it out, and then I go to leave for work, uh leave work on Valentine's Day and the card is gone and our fucking cleaning people must have thrown it out. Bastards. So I have to go to shop and buy a card and then I go there and I only have my debit card and their whole system was down of course (laughs) you gotta be kidding me should I go to Walgreens like a fucking asshole All right, let's get these plugs out of the way Um, first and foremost shout out to our guys at Lobo Sound Um, again you've heard the opening don't sniff it just do it you've heard uh, Bobo's EP you've heard the Christmas show EP and if you haven't you are a dumb asshole go to LoboSound.com if you need a jingle for your podcast if you need to promote a product you have coming out the guys at Lobo Sound can give you prompt delivery and the highest quality imaginable so you really can't beat that at all no like
2: listen th- th- those guys have been amazing yeah from, had, from the get-go we've
0: had a really good time working with them so anything you need make sure you go check out Lobo Sound I know a few other shows have already taken advantage of their great services and really really fair pricing so I definitely suggest going to lobosound.com
2: yeah for sure now if you like to relax crack yourself a beer use some medical marijuana or violently abuse hard liquor you are missing out on your new favorite podcast from drunken stories to video games to sports, Fudge and Finn are going to blow your freaking mind hole with the hashtag Shots for Likes podcast. Chances are you may have fast-forwarded through our recent ads on other podcasts or streams you enjoy, but we aren't going anywhere. May as well head to iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Stitcher to immediately subscribe and join in on the drunken fun. We promise you that if you are listening to us while drinking, it is not considered drinking alone. Visit shotsforlikespodcast.com to choose your favorite listening platform and follow them on all forms of social media. Drink with us and don't be cunts. And if you haven't listened, we were just on that show. What, last week?
0: The week before? I don't know. You tell me. You should remember better. Oh, never mind. You had 15 shots of vodka and fucking stumbling over your words like a dumb asshole telling the same story five different times. (laughs) To be fair, that was the worst it
2: got. Like, usually when people get drunk and they go, like, usually they're a problem. Oh, my God. Not at one
0: point did I, like... No, Break you, weren't, you weren't a problem. You were just Annoying? a problem. Right. <laughs> and I, I pride so myself on not like, throwing up. So, what time did um,
2: uh, uh, we went Best Buy? So, it's a, it's a bit of an exaggeration. It wasn't no, that bad. It was but it was, bad. No, it was pretty. No. Fuck you. He tells
0: wouldn't. a story about Michael Conforto at a spring training game or a, um, when he was on the DL. He's like, he told it in the first half hour of the show. He's like, hey, I fucking heckled him because he dropped the pop fly hour and a half later. Yeah, Yeah. when I was at Port St. Lucie, I fucking heckled Michael Conforto because he (laughs) dropped the pop. Yes, we heard you. So true story, like when I was listening to the show back,
2: about halfway through it, completely blacked out no idea what I yeah, said you did don't like remember 15, anything
0: 15 shots of vodka will probably do it I gotta give um, another shout out um, I was on a podcast earlier this week uh, the Robin Slim show uh, they're a bunch of Jersey guys as well had a great fucking time talking to them for 20-25 minutes talking about you watch I listen a uh, bunch of other dumb shit that was going on um, so make sure you go check out the Robin Slim show I had a really good time and looking to do more with them and we gotta give one more shout out to our buddies at the Corner House Chronicles podcast
1: Hey, everyone, I'm John. And I'm Jason. We invite you to listen to the Corner House Chronicles, where we like to find and discuss interesting stories from around the globe. We sample and review a different Michigan craft here on each episode. And we also feature a guest from time to time to share their stories with you. You can find us at chcpodcast.com, where we have links to all of our social media pages. As well as links to all your preferred podcast streaming platforms. It's kind of like overhearing a conversation that was meant for you. It's just different enough.
0: And again, shout out to the guys at Cornerhouse Chronicles. Um, they're actually running our new ad that was produced by Lobo Sound, which is wonderful Bad because ass. it used to just be like, "Hey, go listen to you watch I listen." Thanks. <laughs> so <laughs> we we, we, we were talking about Valentine's Day, and Josh, we need you to pull this up. Um, as uh, Josh, and how was your Valentine's Day with wife number two? It was fine. Uh, You're not coming up on the mic at all for some reason Yeah, at all. scream wait is the microphone plugged in to Bro, the back of it I don't think so.
2: It's not plugged in at all. <laughs>
0: He's not grabbing the right wire <laughs> uh, Oh, yours is down all the way there you go now you can talk go ahead
2: now like, right now. Right yeah. now? Yeah, yeah, yeah there right, you
0: go. Right now? Hello. There you go, you. end, yeah. <laughs> so how was your Valentine's Day with wife two?
3: Uh, I'm fine now. On uh, my way home from work, I stopped at the grocery store. I picked up the uh, cheapest flowers I could
0: find. The cheapest flowers I can find. <laughs> <The cheapest laughs> I can find. Yeah, you're not a very classy broad Josh. Hush. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't believe in holidays like Valentine's
3: no, Day. Nor no, nor do holidays. I. I, Listen, I don't it's a... believe in greeting cards. I don't believe in
2: all
0: that shit. You send Christmas cards. Listen, it's, no, it's... <laughs> my wife sends Christmas
2: cards. <laughs> Listen, it's a thousand percent a hallmark holiday yeah, for right. sure, all, but like you know, I, like you know, no,
0: it, it's. It, I think it, it could be fun if one party is into it and the other isn't. No, both parties have to be all in or just like, eh, like me and the landlord. It's a couple give, like you give each other small things. Like she it's got something me, nice, she got right. me cufflings that were Han Solo and Leia. Like, says, "I love you." I know. That's, I'm fine. That's all I need. That's actually pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, like, so different. my my journey is a
3: little bit difficult on Valentine's Day. So I'm in the grocery store. I'm looking for candy. I'm like, okay, oh, so what a what surprise! Kind of candy? <laughs> Is my wife not allergic? (laughs) (laughs) All of it. That's the right
0: answer. Um, So I don't know if anyone had as good a Valentine's Day. As one Kim Kardashian West. <laughs> did you, uh, have you seen this, Taylor? No, I haven't. Okay, not. you need to see what Kanye did for Kim for Valentine's what Day. It, what? It is some of the greatest shit I've ever seen in my life. Um, so, before, uh, I, I'm gonna preface this by saying, um, Josh is the one that discovered this. Um, you should just go to your Twitter. You, you don't tweet that much, and it's probably on there. Um, so, I guess, uh, you know, it's Valentine's Day and Kanye, Kanye has a, the funds to do just about anything. Fair I, to say?
2: Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. So,
0: he <laughs> he decided to enlist the services of one Kenny G.
2: Who The fuck is Kenny G?
0: The fucking clarinet player. The, you know the reference from Wayne's World when De- Garth freaks out about Kenny G and he's at the dentist's office and the wow. fucking Yeah, Kenny that's G. That's him. So wait, so What did he do? what is this? <laughs> so <laughs> What did he do wrong? Nothing. He didn't do anything wrong. He did everything right, frankly. No, and, he did something wrong prior. No, he, <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. Ganya is just a great, great individual who loves his wife. Blast your volume so at least we can hear it. I can't. Yeah, wow, that, speakers that are great. Josh. That not work either. Yeah.
2: So anyway, so so, so he's what? He's just in a room full of roses. <laughs>
0: It's a, the camera's It's a room full of roses Single roses On the floor And it's did Kenny G Playing things? his fucking Dentist elevator music you know How much work that was To put all those powers In pa- yeah, single I, fucking bosses? And, and wait look <laughs> <laughs> It cuts to Kanye Just grinning So
2: proud of himself Yo, we could never,
0: We could never top that In any capacity I And Kenny so. G I hate Kenny G He stinks This is Like this and Enya Make me want to get a root canal <laughs> <laughs> Like nothing more <laughs> But like I gotta respect that dude's hustle because like it is romantic because For people sure. people think of this like this light, this soft muse, soft jazz I guess. And it's romance. I think about Fabio and then <laughs> soap operas when I hear Kenny G and Root Canals. Okay so, Lobotomies uh, But you go to Kanye And <laughs> he's got this dumb fucking grin on his face Yeah heat seeking missiles um, <laughs> Alright why don't we jump into our reviews Because at 10 o'clock we have a really really cool call in uh, From one Joe Luzito
2: Enough with the clarinet
0: god it yeah, get Kenny G out of here now I'm sick of him um, So yeah Joe Lazito is going to be calling in uh, To tell his story which happened February 11th of 2011 uh, So it's been uh, 7 years since this happened uh, One of the craziest stories And uh, really a true hero So he's, we're going to be talking to him for a few minutes And telling his story on the anniversary so why don't we jump into reviews? Um, Josh, you pick who goes first, me or Taylor?
3: Um, I feel like Taylor went first last week. So okay, well. I did. Yeah. So,
0: um, you gave me August Burns Red, uh, Messengers, and uh, okay. actually, when we were on hashtag Shots for Likes podcast. Um. Finn or Fudge asked me to do Thrill Seeker as well, yeah, Um, and to decide which one was better. Uh, So first and foremost, I listened to Messengers a bunch of times through. Um, I did like the album. I thought it was a little top heavy. The last three tracks or so really hit a tailspin for me, where all the songs started to kind of sound similar. Right. The structure, the breakdowns are always in the same exact spot, and it kind of sounds like they it could have been one like thirteen minute song. (laughs) Those last like three tracks. I mean, but the opening of the album, which is uh, Truth of uh, a Liar, killer. Fucking opens the album With the sound they're going for It's very angry In your face Uh, Makes you kind of want to rage Is how I would describe it Um, The sound is really good on it I can't
2: listen to this When I'm driving I find myself going 80 miles an hour So pissed For no reason That's
0: kind of the sound They have here So that's really good To open up Um, When you go to the second track Up Against the Ropes uh, I gave that a three Another really good song I mostly had like Threes going through A lot of these I had one other five Which was Vital Signs Which is my favorite song On the album Um, I did not care for composure I liked composure Until that That fucking stupid. Chorus that all these bands do, where it's like an echo yell that the band does together, <sighs> and every band is a dime a dozen with this. The bands in these genres, every one of them has a song like that, and you can't tell the difference from. It. I understand it's crowd participation. To me, it's just laziness. It's like DJ Khaled yelling over things so the crowd can feel interactive. Okay. So that ruined that song for me. Now, 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 now I'm insulted. You just compared August Burns <laughs> Red to DJ Khaled. You fuck. I'm just saying all these bands have that where it's just the band echoing without the mic so the crowd can do I, it. I really it's w- lazy.
2: I'm listening. I, I understand. I understand your point. I really do. It's just I appreciate the gang vocals because, like I said, it
0: trans it transfers live great to a live I, show. I agree. It's one thing if it's one band or two bands that does it. When it's 90% of the bands in this genre that do it, it makes you very ordinary. No, I listen, I get that too. But, I, but the I love August Prince Red just simply because the, the musicianship is on a whole nother oh, level. Oh no, the, mu- the music is great. Compared to everyone and, else. And, and you know what so I mean? I, I composure and like composure until that thing. And I the same composure. thing with the last song, Redemption. That's like one of their biggest songs, Redemption too. has that same fucking stupid chorus, so instead of making Making it individual to one song. You have two songs with it, so it's silly. What, it's now, lazy.
2: Now let me ask, what did you give Backburner, which is my favorite song off the album? Um uh,
0: Backburner I gave a three point five. I that was one of my favorite. That that and the, um, so my favorite songs on the album were Truth of a Liar, great. uh Vital Signs, great. Backburner, great. um, and The Balance. The, Those ba- are my the Balance f- is low-key
2: underrated song by that. So um now. Really is.
0: So this album, Messengers, I'm gonna give uh, actually I'm not even gonna do a great because I wanna go to Thrill Seeker now. Yeah, So right, Thrillseeker, right, right. um I think Thrill Seeker. Is the more complete album start to finish, but there's more songs I loved on Messengers yep. um, I think that Messengers has better like fucking bangers of tracks I gave two s- out songs on uh, Messengers a 5 uh, which again was Truth of a Liar yep. and Vital Signs and on Thrill Seeker the highest I gave a song was a 4 which was um the the reflective property which okay. I thought was the best song right. so to me Thrill Seeker is a mix of 3's and 4's more than anything else I also gave uh, Speech Impediment a 4 which right. is a really good song well I was going say um, the
2: thing is with Thrill Seeker Thrill Seeker technically is a, is a, it's a different lead singer sure. different bass player yeah Whereas- you can tell
0: the sound is different. Yeah, where
2: Messengers is the first album where Jake Lears took over for uh, lead vocals. Yeah. And like I said, that's the band that uh, we see today uh, in 2019. Sure. So that's the reason why I love Messengers. So- and of uh, And Fudge is is right, you know. Thrill Seeker is a great record. Yeah, I think, like
0: I said, I think Thrill Seeker is the more complete album. But I think there's um, a few better songs on Messengers. I think Messengers has better music. Music both can be true. That's interesting. Music ship. Um, (laughs) Better music ship is the word I'm going to use. I think. I think. I think it's um, structured better. The songs. Um, Thrill Seeker. Most of the songs sound very similar, and and even on Messengers. That's my biggest issue with bands in this genre is that you can. all the songs do kind of Start to sound the same After you listen to it So many times Right um, Which is You can say that about most music To be fair or Most bands Once you listen to them For a while Like every song Kind of sounds the same Especially in this genre It is and, it, no, see, It is just hard Because a lot of these bands Will go and drop the Like It's
2: the same tuning It's the same It's always the same tuning It's The breakdowns are always so In the same hard.
0: exact spot It's hard to differentiate and, For sure and, you know And when you look at the I, What what genre would you consider this Is it post hardcore I I don't go that I, I, Whatever I that I, means I don't go that
2: deep It's literally I go metalcore hardcore. Hardcore and then just metal, which would be okay. like a Pantera kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. So this would be metalcore,
0: okay. I guess you could okay. say. Okay, so the bands in metalcore, um, especially the vocals, and I, when when he's screaming, it sounds like when Silverstein's screaming, but Silverstein I like more because they mix in actual singing as well. Well, yeah. Well, Shane Told is yeah. literally... He's he, an unbelievable vocalist. He's incredible. So um can do both. Fudge, I'm going to give the championship this week to Taylor Micah. Woo! I like Messengers more. So on Messengers I'm gonna give yes. a, I'll give a three and Thrill Seeker I'm gonna give like a two point eight because I did like it. And I put both Close these second. albums on my still playlist. Good. It was still a really good album. I think your album was more complete, but there were songs I loved more on Messengers. So Fuck yeah. let's go into the movie now. So
2: you gave me Overlord. Yes. And I was super intrigued when I first saw the trailer coming out sure. because I didn't know exactly what yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah. expect. So I finally I sit down and I watch it. Like the day at like the same day you gave it to me, I went woman yeah. bought it. Yeah. Which has been happening long. I just buy the movies he he tells me to watch. Yeah,
0: rather than just finding a stream illegally. Nah.
2: <laughs> so go on. No, so I sat down. I watched it all the way through, and I, I'm I remember at like it was over, and I look I like I look up and I looking around. I'm thinking to myself. I don't know what the fuck I just watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I was so confused. But I, I will say, like this movie is a tale of two
0: stories. It's the like th- Predator, man. It yeah. starts out as an action movie, and then all of a sudden, it's like a horror action movie.
2: Yeah, and I want to say how they did the horror part of it was very interesting. It was I, I wasn't
0: really that. Well, invested it, it, it was kind of like old school monster movies where it kind of builds up and you don't get to see the monster until the last like when you first start to see it and when you start to see hints of weird things when they're in the house in the, uh, house and with, with, the uh, grandmother the when, grandmother when, where right. you see how kind of burnt out she is or
2: when uh, when I think the guy's name was like voice I yes, think his name yeah, was when yeah. Boyce finds his way into the castle, yeah. and he's walking around and like he unzips the back. It's fuck- and-
0: it kind of played like uh, like Doom, the video game, when they really, got there. Yeah, very similar. And uh, I thought the cast was really good. Um, specifically, I love Russell, um, uh, Wyatt Russell, Russell's I, son. I,
2: I was gonna say him he's, in this movie was incredible. He's fucking I think
0: great. He's built to be like like his uh, dad. <laughs> no, not, like seriously, that's what the, he he has yeah, that he kind has, of charisma. He has a look. Yeah, to him too. Absolutely. He's been in a ton of movies. I like. I don't know if you saw Everybody Wants Some, which is supposed to be like. The spiritual sequel to Days of Confusion. Yeah, Days of Confusion. I saw it. I didn't that, like it that much. I, I, I really like that one. Um, just a basic coming of age story, but with Overlord, um, the first forty-five minutes is just a World War II movie. And it's well it done. It's really well it's, done. Yeah. that opening sequence is amazing. In gotta, the theater, that was incredible.
2: I got to be honest, like it almost feels like a Tarantino film
0: with the way it's shot. Like it, it almost yeah. feels
2: like it, like it's quick. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Where, that, um, that's how, that's how it's such like a movie me. that
0: kind of came out of nowhere. To, yeah. b- to be able to straight up out of left field. Yeah, wasn't and, expecting anything like this. And the 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 guy that's like the old the Big bad Nazi in it. Mm-hmm. He's on Game of Thrones. He plays uh the, gre- to... the Greyjoy that comes back and kills um Theon's Holy father. Shit, he does. Yeah, that's him. That's him. Oh and then he God. then he tries seducing Cersei, and then he's like, I gotta go. When gotta he saw go. White Walker, yeah. he's like, I'm gone. Later. And he was great because he was so hateable before he was when, all fucked when, up. When
2: when he when he gets his he gets his face blown off, yeah, yeah. and then he hits himself with whatever the fuck they were using. Yeah. And you and like the first time he turns around and the, the toxin is fully taken hold of him and sure. he smiles with his face blown off. Honestly, terrifying. Yeah,
0: no, it's and it w- it wasn't horror to the point where it's horrifying. It's like Predator, where yeah. it's a there was monster. one jump yeah. scare that got oh, yeah. Me. There, there was a couple that were in there, but overall, like the movie I can compare it to the most is Predator because yeah. it starts out as one movie and then all of a sudden it turns into this horror sci-fi flick and it keeps the action going the whole time. There wasn't a moment of lull in this movie yeah. at all. It kind of just kept going its pace, and I liked it more upon a sec. I saw it in the theater and I just watched it again this week. I liked it more on a second watch.
2: Yeah, one well, one of my favorite aspects of the movie I forget the guy's name, but he was in the big short mm-hmm. was one of the other guys and he like his relationship with uh the girl, her name is Chloe, and her yeah. little brother, you see it mature. It's actually kind of fun yeah, to watch exactly that, where that. Like he you know, like had he's two a piece of gum and he leans back and folds. When he his arm gives him
0: shit about the baseball game uh-huh. at, from playing baseball at first. Yeah, exactly. which is a really cool there was just some really cool stuff when they first find their friend and bring him back and realize yeah. he's all fucked up. Uh-huh. Um it's just a wild movie. So what would you give Overlord If I really, your ranking?
2: If I really like it's it's super interesting. I, I did like it to an extent, but I, I mean I don't on upon I'd have to watch it a couple more times, but initially I'm gonna give it just a five just okay. to play
0: safe. Wow, I'm surprised. It,
2: it it does its job. You know what I mean? Were and, you and p-
0: doing something else while you were watching? Uh no. Fapping? Uh, no. No. I was <laughs> how, how I was how I, I was fapping how while could you, you were fapped to a movie like that. No, I was fapping while you were watching. Oh okay. and I was watching you. Oh yeah. What? <laughs>
2: Jesus Christ but no I give it a five just to play it safe but I'm sure
0: I think if you watch it again you'll probably like it more it's one of those ones that over time you'll be like oh I
2: wish I was able to watch it more but I I mean truthfully like I I did enjoy myself but I, I don't I wouldn't find myself watching it again.
0: Well, you're a cunty piece of garbage. Um, So why don't we do our picks for this week? And because it's episode forty, and I think we're going to do this every tenth episode, um, you're going to give me a movie, and I'm going to give you an album. Okay. So why don't you go first, since you just finished up? So I've been
2: because I've been thinking about this movie for a while, and
0: and finding a movie I haven't seen.
2: Yes, (laughs) I've I literally taken. You're going to run
0: out of doing this by the time we hit sixty, and it's only been two movies you've given me. It's fucking terrible. So the movie
2: I'm going to give you because that's how I have to go. I have to fucking go far back. I'm Song
0: g- of the South. No, no, no. Birth of a Nation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this, this movie is in black and white. It's uh, Laurel and Hardy's Way Out West.
0: Okay, Way Out West. It's
2: one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen. It's what, old um, school. Yeah, it's got one of the most um, iconic like little dance scenes with the. I,
0: new, I know which one you're talking. I've seen the dance scene because it's it's like okay, again iconic.
2: Yeah, just like the new Riders of the Purple Sage are in yeah. the movie, so that's pretty cool. Not to mention they're making a Laurel and Hardy movie with John C. Reilly, and it came out already. Actually, Stevie um, It came out and it's supposed oh, to it? be it's
0: supposed to be amazing. So I, I'm actually really going to download it. it. I got to download that. And the other one I just downloaded, I have to watch is. Um, the man who killed Hitler and then hunted Bigfoot with Sam Elliott what? it's supposed to be awesome wait so Sam, so Sam Elliott killed Hitler
2: and then he's hunting Bigfoot
0: yeah I need it yeah it's, a, it's a, like, Sam Elliott is it, great it everything win, it should win all the awards <laughs> <Like> for <laughs> well, greatest film ever made I never I've ever seen it and I know yeah. just based on the title there's but, never been anything better but yeah I want
2: to I want to give you Way Out West cool. because like this is something like, like when I was growing up my father would show me old comedy he's Abbott and Costello Laurel and Hardy Three Stooges all in black yeah, and of white of course of course and that's where my comedy roots really still lie yeah and Way Out West still is. Yeah, amazing no, I mean,
0: me. those two are comedy legends. I mean, they appeared in, I think, over 150 films over yep. their careers. And uh, so I'm excited to watch this one. All right, so your fun. album. Um, I'm actually very excited to give this to you because I know you haven't listened to these guys this much. Um, and uh, I'm going to give you Tools Anima, which I is uh, my favorite Tool album. Josh, I know, likes the album a lot too. Um, and uh, the thing, so. Tool. I don't know like what genre to classify them as because I can say as far as Tool, like I was saying with August Burns Red, a lot of these bands in that genre sound similar. Yeah, which
2: it, is fine. No, it, that's a very fair If you fair listen assessment.
0: to that genre enough, you can tell the difference. I don't listen to it that much, so I can't.
2: That's why I can differentiate exactly. Yeah. With
0: Tool, I can tell you legitimately there is not a single band out there that can sound that like, like them. Tool? And when you think about when you go back to their first album, which is Opiate, to Undertow, to Enema, to Lateralis, to Ten Thousand Days, every album sounds different to an extent. The structure, the length of the songs. Okay. Um, They're a progressive metal and to an extent a blues band because a lot of their song structures are based in blues, kind of like Led Zeppelin. Okay. People call Led Zeppelin a metal band. No, Led Zeppelin was a blues band. Yeah. More than anything. Um, So you're going to have a hard time telling what these songs are about because one thing I love about Tool is that they don't just give it away. Like, you
1: broke my heart and I hope you die. Yeah, yeah, right,
0: right, right. They they tell riddles and it's up to you to determine what what it is to you. And there's a few songs on here that I can specifically point out. as my I love the whole album. Okay. um, But the opening track stink fist comes out and it fucking hits you right in the fucking mouth with a stink fist yeah literally it's, it's with a stink. it's fucking angry <laughs> it's intense and then you go to the second song which is my favorite song on the album eulogy. eulogy and the whole what i interpret the song as and people have different interpretations is it's a guy reading his own eulogy at his funeral when you listen to the lyrics it's kind of dark it's that, kind of that's interesting yeah well tool dude and when the other thing well, that i think you'll like and in your your genre like august burns red the guitar is really the lead, Got and it's it. it's two guitars usually, drop yeah. D, heavily distorted. Well, I was going to say, too,
2: well, because I've been listening to A Perfect Circle, yeah. so I'm kind of like... And, but see, A Perfect, Perfect no, Circle is more
0: like a hard rock band. Tool, they're one of the only bands you will ever find that the lead is the bassist and the drummer. I like the guitar that. plays in the back. So, it's more than like, else. so the rhythm section takes the lead over. Absolutely. I like and that. you'll if you pick That's up different. on how tight the drummer and the bass player are, it is unbelievable. Really, next Be- level? And yeah, I mean, these guys are ridiculously good musicians. And then the song Anima itself is unbelievable, and it's about how phony Hollywood is and about it sinking into the earth right. and getting rid of everything. Uh, hooker with the penis is a fucking uh, You'll like that one. Because it has nothing to a do with a hooker with a penis? Well, I'll like no, that no, one. no, no, no. You'll, right. li- you'll like a hooker with a penis. Penis, but you'll love the song hooker with a penis. Oh, and it, okay. Based on the title, people think that's what it's about. What it's about is a fan that told Tool they sold out when they changed their sound from one album to the other. Well, and it's lame. about fans thinking that they know better than the band. Right. And one thing you could say with Tool, and this is, you're going to have to get a little creative. The whole full album is on YouTube because they're not on Spotify. They're not on iTunes. I have the file tracks if you want me to send them to yeah, you just on Google send them to me, Drive because I'm not going um, to do So it, uh, I'll send them to you. Um, yeah. There's some weird like uh, interludes in there. One of them is a voicemail that someone uh, left them a message when they were being loud at a party one time, and it's like cursing them out. Yeah. So there's some weird interludes. There's four minute songs. There's nine minute songs. But the thing that you can always point out, and that was again my issue with a lot of the songs on like August Burns Red, is that the structure is same from song to song. Okay. Each Tool song, and Josh can attest to this, is like three songs in one. They they change the, the the tempo, the beat, everything it's changes. A different
2: composition yeah, throughout the it's, song. It absolutely, which it'll, is very creative. It's hard to it'll do. It'll be
0: heavy, and then it'll slow down almost to like a double time, which is very the hard th- to do. The Tiniest bit. And when so, bands do it, it's fantastic. I, I know so. that you've never listened to them too much, but the stuff I played for you, you were like, "This is pretty I, fucking yeah, good." I dig it. Yeah. Once you, and this is one thing in in the scene, like you like Tool is disliked for some reason because. Everyone that's a musician Knows that none of these bands Can hold a, a candle To Tool No, I It's agree. not possible Their timing The structure of well, it And I bet you Fudge Is going to get uh, mad That I'm saying that Because I bet you He doesn't like Tool um, And if I, if he does He's going to send me a tweet Bitching but, me out But go take care of your Fucking shit pants baby No but uh, I, w- I was going to
2: ask So some, Maybe because I get him Confused a lot With Nine Inch sure. Nails and Tool Sure did, were uh, people from Tool Did they go to Juilliard Or were they like spe- Yes
0: They're li- literal Like that, unbelievable musicians well, like,
2: like like they're classically trained yeah, musicians That play fucking uh, rock
0: the, On the, um, the album that was after this Lateralis Because the, the band is the one That composes everything Maynard just comes in last Right they, The way they set up their The way that it was recorded Is that there's this instrument That they tested out All the different tones And keys they can go in mm-hmm. It'll actually paint a picture like, their music is supposed to actually make art as well. Really? Yeah. It's really trippy That's stuff. And again, if I think if you listen to this and you go back to other stuff, and you could see the difference in sound. Like, their early albums were more, like, heavy rock four minute songs and then all of a sudden they started getting almost kind of and I know you know I'm not a big fan of them but I respect them Pink Floyd where it's okay. like a journey their albums yeah. it's telling a story
2: a, yeah and, exactly it takes you on a journey where you don't know where the fuck you're gonna end yeah, up yeah no it's
0: it's pretty incredible and um, I, I'm, I'm really happy that you'll actually be able to listen to cool. this I I'm think uh, I think the songs that you're probably gonna dig the most I think you're really gonna like Hooker with the Penis I think you're gonna <laughs> like Enema um, I think you're really gonna like Stink Fist because that one is a motherfucker it's one of my favorite like Rage Out <laughs> the songs the so, much most like, ridiculous song I know. Well, uh, there's one song on another <laughs> album called Prison Sex. Um so last night when we um we had to go out to Morristown for an engagement party, which was a really was it, at, it was great. And, uh, <laughs> and and um so I was like if for early on it was fine because uh, it was low-key. Right. Um it was we got there at like 7:30 before Morristown is a zoo. There was this really pretty good live band playing that was playing a mix of like classic rock and then newer stuff. Right. And I was like, these guys, it was fun, it wasn't so loud like most live bands at bars are where you can't hear yourself think. And And then they finished up around 9.30. And then the Morristown crowd came in. And then I I understood, like, why someone would shoot up a club. (laughs) I didn't say they should. I said i get it. Like, I'm sitting there. So you sympathize
2: with them. I I don't
0: sympathize. I empathize. Okay. Two completely different (laughs) things. So I I will say that... um, on my ride home I was fucking bugging out because just being in that I feel like I'm in a fucking sardine can where I can't move and I fucking hate it right. I put on Tool and I'm like that's the band that makes me fucking like them in like System of a Down when I'm like a little antsy yeah. make me fucking bug out so I'm very excited for you to listen to Anima by Tool um, and I'll wait. get you the things and I think you could just add them to your phone from there yeah um, yeah, yeah I'll do it that yeah, way no problem now, I'll send them to your Google Drive because I'm I
2: downloaded them illegally yeah it's fine <laughs> but um, okay so I, I wanted to if it's if, if I wanted to start with something
0: yeah I mean we're we're ever call in like four minutes. No, it's so. going to okay, be very perfect, quick. Perfect. Perfect.
2: So you know, Valentine's Day was the fourteenth, and then you know, on the fifteenth, I just it was uh, Chris Farley's birthday. It would he would have been fifty five years old this Should've year.
0: Should have paid tribute to him.
2: <laughs> what and killed myself? Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so you know, in honor of Chris Farley, and I wanted to ask. What's your favorite Chris Farley moment? It could be an SNL skit. It oh, could I be know. a moment from a movie.
0: Um, mine mine like, is could easily the the coffee crystals. The coffee you crystals, son, son of a, f- a bitch.
2: As God is my El, witness.
0: El, El Nino is <laughs> fucking great. They're hitting him with plates and shit. Um, trying to actually, get him the I, I changed my mind. I know what my favorite Chris, Chris Farley moment is. <laughs> Rolling Stone, street fighting, baby. <laughs> G-7. <laughs> you hit G-8. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like pina coladas. Dirty uh, work. Dirty work, yeah. <laughs> At least I didn't have my nose bit off by a Saigon whore. <laughs> you bastard <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking there, there's a ton though there's a no, shit there ton
2: i would have to say whole. i mean probably one of my favorites it wasn't even like on snl or on a movie he was on letterman one night when letterman before he got really big and he was doing his matt foley thing oh when he walked
0: out through the crowd that's yeah, a classic he's, legendary he's
2: walking through the crowd and then he goes eh, eh, max weinberg gonna play some drums max weinberg starts playing drums he hits the fucking uh symbol zip it pal <laughs>
0: like it's what of when, one, when, my late, favorite night, things when ever. late night was Good. When
2: late night TV was, when it was great. When that one
0: Fallon sucks. The only one that's good now is Conan, and even Conan gets iffy for me. Yeah, Conan, Conan used to be the best. But, yeah, Conan. And you think about how good Kimmel used to be, like yeah, when, back whatever. in the Man well, Show.
3: Changed his uh, format. He yeah, I know. Which the
0: full it's, show it's more like um it's supposed to be almost like a video podcast kind of yeah, where he has a guest. Only and a kind half of, hour. He doesn't think, do a monologue. You know it's what? Good stuff. for him because this is a chance for him to be the first of these late night guys to realize they are not political commentators. Yeah. Because that's what all of them think they are. And Johnny Carson was the best at this um, That he could satire Be satire with politics But realize that he's a comedic guy Not a political commentator Early on Jon Stewart was great at that And then all of a sudden he They were talking about Jon Stewart replacing Dan Rather at one point Jon Stewart's about, great though he, No he used he, to be great Before he bought into the rest of the, what all these Hollywood guys do And decided I, that are, are my are, opinion you, is right
2: Are you it, talking it, like Daily Show Jon Stewart? Early before, when Steve yeah.
0: Carell was on the Daily Show yeah. Before Trevor Noah came on Because Trevor Noah was horrendous um, I hate James Corden on late night. He's terrible. I hate the shit like the Carpool karaoke and the lip sync battles. Why the lip sync battles specifically. They put literal singers on lip sync battles. And make them lip sync. To lip sync. It's so stupid. Some of the I've seen some of them. They're funny, they're entertaining, but they're, it's a literal like thing. Like why why don't we just the karaoke is better than that because at least yeah. it's artists singing other well, artists' songs. The only one I saw
2: that made me laugh for whatever reason they had Crystal Lee on there and he did like uh, he did like a Katy Perry song, and Crystal Lee is just a big fucking there,
0: goofball There was one with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon where they did We're, a frozen. Song and it yeah. was actually kind of funny because or like, Triple H sold it like he was <laughs> wrestling or like
2: or like they ha- they ham it up. They had Terry Crews do Vanessa Carlton A Thousand Miles. Oh like well, it was White that's, that's, again. Yeah, no. But what I'm saying is, is only, that like it's played the
3: only out. Carpool Karaoke thing I've ever seen that I really liked because it was just so horrendous. Was John Cena and Shaq.
2: <sighs> John Cena
0: and Jack? Yeah, dude. That I don't. Eat, I don't need either of them. <laughs> All right, but we're gonna pause quick and yeah. we are gonna have Joe Lizito on the line in just a minute. All right, we're back, and I have a very special guest right now, uh, none other than a a real hero. um, And this story, when it happened, was amazing to me, and that's none other than Joe Lizito. Joe, thanks for uh, joining us today. How are you doing? Oh, my pleasure! Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, and uh, of course, um, this is uh, this week was the anniversary of um, what was a really heinous incident where you, you know, you put your life on the line to save a lot of lives. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because my two hosts here, I have Taylor with me, my co-host, and my engineer Josh. Uh, they had no idea about this story until I brought it up this week, and um, they were both like in awe at your story. Really? So why don't you dive in a little bit? It really was. Well, uh, basically, what happened was. Uh I was living in Philadelphia at the time, so uh, prior the prior 28 hours of everything that happened, uh, I wasn't aware
4: of. People in New York uh, were aware of it, but I wasn't. And um, apparently, this guy um, got into a disagreement with his stepfather, and uh, he wanted the keys to the car, and the stepfather said no. So, uh, I mean, we've all been in disagreements with our parents before, but, uh, I guess he took it a little extra step and he grabbed the knife and stabbed his stepfather about 55 times. Yeah. To
0: the point where he, I think he, t- he had the knife broke and he took a fork and started yeah. stabbing him too.
4: Yeah. Something, something to that effect. Yeah. I mean, I guess he wasn't, uh, he wasn't happy with it. So, uh, I guess at that point he was all in and, uh, the word, is, the word that I got was, you know, after the fact was that at this point he decided he was going to take off. He had his passport; he was ready to go. And he got uh, a little bit ways uh, out of Brooklyn, I guess. And decided to come back and settle some scores. So uh, he headed to this girl's house. Um, this woman, Yelena, who uh, apparently he was friendly with. Uh, I think he wanted more, and she wanted no part of him. And he decided he was going to take care of her. And she wasn't there, so uh, in. In uh,
3: her substituting her, he uh, killed her mother. Wow, um, it's crazy. Then the hours went by, and Helena
4: uh, started getting calls and texts about uh, Max being seen, I guess, about around her uh, her house, and she was worried about her mother. So she came home, found her mother dead, and then this guy showed up again,
3: and he basically stabbed her to death, uh, almost decapitating her. Oh Jeez my goodness, Christ! Somewhere, somewhere. During this period,
4: he had been carjacking people. And uh, one of the cars he had carjacked, he ended up running a guy over, and uh, the guy went head over heels, uh, ended up killing him. So, this, in a 28 hour span, he killed four people. He injured, uh, I think, three others.
5: And uh, here I am in Philadelphia, just living my life, whatever. And, yeah, right. Uh, I have no
4: idea this is going on. So, Uh, It's a Saturday morning, I get up, and uh, I'm going to my job in New York. Just get on my trains and get to Penn Station, and now I gotta take the subway. And uh, I get on the subway, and um, we're not moving at all. We're sitting there, and I don't know what's going on. And uh, next thing I know, these two police officers uh, get on the subway. And normally when I've been on the, the train with these guys, they stay in the car with the people. But for whatever reason that day, they go and they go in with the engineer. So I thought that was a little weird, but it's a Saturday morning. Who knows? Maybe they don't want to be bothered sure. to, uh, with, the, with the Friday night leftovers. I don't know. But um, So finally we start moving, but we're moving very slowly. So I'm going, okay, uh, whatever. Next thing I know, this guy just comes up and he starts banging on the door to the engineer. And he says, uh, let me in. And the uh, cops on the other side of the door says, who are you? This guy says, I'm the police. And the cop says, you're not the police. And with that, the guy just turns around and walks away. Now, the guy looked dirty, he looked like he was out all night. Could you just know? be a crazy
0: homeless person. Right. Yeah,
4: it could have been anything. I mean, it could have just been a guy that was out, and it was early Saturday morning. so Could be anything. So I'm just like I'm like, whatever, you know. But now the strangest thing happened. Now that guy walks away, and another guy who was actually standing right next to me just goes up to the door and starts, like, really... Tapping on the window, but trying to do it where the first guy doesn't necessarily notice, and he looks scared to death, and he's trying to get the cops to come out. He's waving, tapping, and waving, and tapping, and waving, and looking over his shoulder at the guy that was just up there. So that and this is all happening right in front of me, and I'm
0: going, "What the hell is going on here?" So you're aware something it, something is wrong at this point. Like you're picking up that th- something's off.
4: Yeah, something's definitely first guy that was up there he starts to walk back up and then this guy the the second guy at the door he hightails it back next to me so this first guy starts walking up to the door he's about three feet from the door he's about two feet from me he looks down at me I look up at him he just looks at me and he says you're gonna die you're gonna die he reaches into his jacket he takes out this eight inch knife and plunges it right into my face Uh, oh my god so uh, so I'm sitting here going alright, <laughs> well, we gotta do something here, so uh, I, I never trained in any sort of uh, fighting martial art or anything like that, but uh, you know, I've watched it forever and I like football, and I'm thinking, alright this guy's a knife, I gotta try to get him down I don't want him on top of me, so I went in for a single leg, something I've never trained to do, but I figured let's go for the legs and let's get him down, and I, and I shot in a little too high and I ended up wrapping, uh, wrapping myself around his waist so i got him down it was more like a football tackle but while i was doing so he had free reign at the back of my head and, and uh Jesus. so he did a number on the side of my head in the back of my head uh you know while i was taking him down but but i did get him down and i had uh you know dominant position on him so but so i'm on top of him but he still has the knife in his hands so now i'm trying to secure his wrist um And he's right-handed as am I, so I'm trying to get his right hand with my left hand, which is the easiest thing, and he's flailing the knife up at me. So he flails it up a couple of times and I miss, and one time he slices me in the thumb, like that web part of your thumb that connects the thumb to your hand. uh, And the second time he slices it, and he slices me in the tricep. And then uh, finally, the third time, uh, third time I grabbed his wrist, I slammed it, (coughs) excuse me, I slammed it down and uh, the knife came out. And then, uh, the cops came out of the, uh, engineer's booth and tapped me on the shoulder and said that I could get up now that they got him. So
0: that they uh, got him. Uh, oh, yeah, great. Him.
4: So, basically, uh, you know, I took care of the dirty work and then they came in and, uh, and attempted to get the glory. I guess they saw all the blood that was coming out of me and figured that I would just be, uh, his fifth murder victim so uh, i would die there and so would the truth but uh Wait, it actually the reality is and i say this to people all the time it actually and that was a pretty quick version of the story uh but it takes me longer to tell the story than the actual
0: incident wow that's uh i mean i can't imagine the the adrenaline like how many stitches and staples did you have to end up getting total because we're looking at the you know, pictures right now, and uh, I, I met you after, I believe it was UFC 128, when Jones fought okay. Shogun. Um, yeah. I know Dana gave you the whole hookup and everything, and yeah. uh, th- that was you know shortly after all this happened, so you were all pretty scarred up at the time. Yeah. So what was the total amount of stitches and staples you had to get?
4: You know, I really regret not asking how many total it was what i can tell you is the um the one cut
0: that's on the back of my head that looks like it goes to the to the like base of my neck yeah the brain stem that, kind of
4: yeah that one was i believe 20 22 and 20 it was either 22 staples 20 stitches or vice versa i don't know but it, that was just that one alone uh i mean i was he cut me seven places uh six places i got stitches and or staples one place was on my knuckle it, it would have got probably three stitches but i told him not to bother with that one um so i would say i'm probably looking at uh you know quick number in my head and probably looking at maybe you know 50 60 staples maybe 80 90 stitches i, I don't know actually so it's just a guess but uh, he got me pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'll I, give him that.
0: I mean, and <laughs> I, I, I read like a lot of the, the stuff when it happened and you were just kind of in shock and then you realized how much blood was pouring out because there's so much adrenaline. I'm sure you, the, the pain isn't fully registering at that point.
4: There was, it's its weird to say this, there's really, there was no pain wow. at all. There's probably until, so much adrenaline, uh, uh At one point I pass out. Before that though, The whole thing's happening, and yeah, I feel pressure. Like, when he's, when I'm taking him down and he's stabbing me in the head, like, I feel the pressure, and I, like, I hear him grunting, and I I feel the pressure, but I don't feel any, it doesn't hurt, okay? And,
0: um, you feel weak and lightheaded, kind (laughs) of, because you're losing blood, but no actual pain.
4: Yeah, once we're, once the incident is done, and I'm sitting on, I'm sitting on the seat, and I'm just, you know, like, I'm kind of hunched over, and I'm, I'm, like the blood is just coming out of both sides of my neck now. And it's just flowing in front of me. Wow. Um, still no pain, though, but pa- I mean, severe panic because I'm thinking. You're losing oh my a lot God, of blood. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm losing a lot of blood. I'm, I'm going to die here. So now I'm freaking out, but still no pain. And I actually didn't feel any pain until. You know, thankfully, once
0: the police realized all their officers were okay, forget about the guy that's leading to death. Yeah, exactly, the civilian that actually saved the day. (laughs) Yeah. Once, 20,
4: 25 minutes later, once we were finally able to move the train out of the tunnel, the 42nd Street, once the paramedics got on, and they lifted me off the seat and onto the stretcher, (laughs) that's when I passed out.
5: And then I snapped right out of it. But when I woke up, that's when I felt the pain.
4: And That pain, uh, I, I can't describe it. Uh, the, the best analogy I uh, that I can use is dousing my head in gasoline and lighting it on fire. Wow.
0: So just a constant pain, burning sensation, kind of.
4: It, it was just, it was like, it's so, it was so intense. I can't describe it. Like, and that's the thing. I always, I always qualify when I go, well, when it was happening, I didn't feel any pain because I'm not, you know, I'm not the Hulk, but yeah. I always say, i <laughs> as much pain as I didn't feel while it was happening it was tenfold when I snapped out of it because the pain was just intense and I mean, I thought my head was going to just
0: explode, well, I so... Mean, uh, and at, at the end of the day, who knows how many lives you ultimately saved, saved. including your own, obviously. Right. Um, and it's really unfortunate that it, it's gone unrecognized by the NYPD as they covered up for the, the people that were supposed to be protecting you because they didn't have an obligation to protect you but had to protect themselves, more or less, is what they said.
4: Well, I appreciate you saying that. I, I, I'm i never quite comfortable with, with those kind of accolades being. 'Cause I just feel like I was I was just put in that position and I just think anyone you did what you had to do. You know, someone else would have done the same thing. I mean I appreciate you saying that but you know, I, I, I did, like
0: to, I did, like to think I would do the same, but I'd, I don't know in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you had, you know, you had, it was fight or flight kind of thing. You know what yeah. I mean? And fight, yeah. flight, or die. And yeah. you you really put yourself on the line after this guy. I mean, I can't imagine what was going through your head when he said, you're going to die today. That's got to be, and yeah. the, I'm sure he had the look like a, of a guy that was just ready to do whatever.
4: Yeah, it's it's weird, you know, it's it, I, I have a reason to fight You know, I have, uh, I have a wife I love And I have two sons And, and that's all you uh, see
0: in that moment, I'm sure I just it, picture your family
4: it. You know, they're why I go to work every day And they're why I do everything I do And uh, So that that was easy Those were my reasons to fight And uh, I wasn't Look, I mean, I had no idea what he had done The prior 28 hours
0: You no, just saw a he, psychopath hap- uh, coming I, at you And uh, who yeah. knows what he had done before. Was the knife that he lunged at with you Was it bloodstained at that point?
4: Yes, and I and I tell people that when when I tell the story, you know, it happened very quickly. But when he first took the knife out, I did see what I thought was just like general filth. I, yeah. It was dirty. I, I didn't know what it was until I found out that uh, that was actually the knife he had used to kill the people. So it was everybody's blood on there. It was uh, it was kind of disgusting, but. Yeah. Uh, not not sanitary. Yeah, no. no, not at all, not at all. But, you
0: know, <laughs> no, if you're going to stab me, a use reason. a clean knife. Yeah, right?
4: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, look, I mean, here's the thing. I I, I have my family, and they, they're my world, so if anyone wants to try to kill me, they're going to have to take everything I have because I'm not ready to leave my kids no. uh, without a father and leave my wife a widow, so... It, I'm nobody special, but I have three reasons
0: to fight. You might not be anybody special, but you were certainly special that day, and you did something special, and um, it was crazy, because like I said, I remember when this happened, because it was, I'm a, I'm a huge MMA fan, I, I've been to multiple events, I've met everyone, I met you at one of these things, you were on every MMA website after this, you weren't on. You weren't even on MMA websites, you were on ABC, NBC, that man uses MMA tactics to uh, stop a killer, or top, stop killing spree, and you said straight up, I've just been watching a long time. And uh, that's how I know a real fan that can pick up on the tiny techniques. You said it, single leg. And it it came into that moment where that's, you got to think like, what is the safest route or the most effective route I can go here? And, you know, it was cool to see that Dana White took carry after, and he hooked you up with some tickets. And I'm sure, I don't know if you still have contact with him or anything. But um, you you really uh ended up everywhere, and um, a lot of the fighters recognized you as well. So while you may not like the accolades, it was it's really cool as as a, a outsider looking at this that someone that did something amazing. If the people that should be recognizing him aren't, that others will.
4: It it was really the um, the whole MMA community was unreal, and um, I I didn't even know how to react to be honest because it was just crazy if if I
3: could indulge you in this story sure Um, please the the Monday after was
4: the day that I did the majority of the interviews that was uh, Good Morning America and I did a lot of interviews that day we went we had to go to the city to do that so even though I was living in Philadelphia my family is on Long Island so once I got out of the hospital I just went and stayed at my mom's and I was going to stay there for the week because I had to go to court to testify before the grand jury so I pretty much knew that uh from From the day I got out of the hospital, which was the next day, believe it or not, until maybe later in the week, I'd be there. So, um, Good Morning America contacted me and asked me if I'd come on, and I said yes. Yeah. So obviously, I was going to the city that day, and they were great. They sent a the car for us and everything. And then other other news agencies had contacted me, and I said, "Look, I'm really tired. I, you know, this is really all new." If you want to talk to me and you can make it, you know, Times Square, I'll, I'll do all the interviews you want. Like, I was like, yeah. you know, I know you guys have a job to do. When it was over and, and we're in the car on the way home, I turned to my wife and I'm like, it just really took a lot out of me like I just want to go home and lie down
0: I can imagine because you're you're being kind of forced to revisit all this like incredible uh, traumatic experience right after it happened like it's years later now and I'm sure it's still traumatic but at the time it's like you're just pouring a little salt on the wound and opening it again um emotionally
4: yeah and physically too you know like I said it was really 48 hours after so I was just physically exhausted as well so I said look when we get back I'm just going to give you my phone and uh I'm I'll let you handle it and if anyone wants to talk to me, you know, we could do it later in the day, maybe uh, on the phone or whatever and you know, that's it. So we get back and we're just sitting there and she um, she goes upstairs, I'm just kinda of relaxing on the sofa for a bit and I get a text from a number I don't know and it's uh, it ends up being channel five here in New York and um, Okay which I think you guys get
0: over there. Yeah, we're, we're in North uh, Jersey, so we get all yeah, the same stuff, yeah.
4: Okay, yeah, so you get fine. It's just I get a text, and, and I had told my wife, I said, look, I'm not going back to the city today. I'm I'm good. We're, we'll do anything on the phone. And I get a text from Channel 5, and they say, uh, so-and-so from Channel 5, whatever, and Dana White wants to meet you.
5: Wow. So I go, so I'm like, I did, like, the whole thing with
2: my eyes, like, did I just read this right, you know, like, what, <laughs> so. Like, you sure you got uh, the right guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: so I'm like, what, how does, Jeez. so I go, okay, so I call back, and uh, so they go, yeah, Dana heard about your story, and, and you know, like, uh, all the media kind of went crazy with the whole UFC thing, because, like I said, I, I said, it's funny, because I had said, oh, I went in for a single leg, and one of the reporters turned that into a leg sweep which was like, <laughs> okay. turned into a, a leg swipe and I'm
0: to just, a judo like, toss to a, toss yeah, <laughs>
1: so
2: to a German suplex
0: what?
4: yeah so next, I'm going alright next thing you know so, you have uh, him in
2: full guard and you get him in a normal plot yeah. <laughs> yeah
4: yeah so uh, I was like alright so I called the guy back and, and uh, I'm like are you really like how is he gonna meet me he's in Vegas like I assumed he's in Vegas you know yeah so uh, he goes actually he's he's going to be in New York. He wants to meet you tonight. And I was like, and this was Valentine's Day, so this is two days later. Yeah. So I go, uh, he, he just goes, look, all I need to know is if you're into it and I'll get you details in a little while. I'm like, yeah, I'm into it. No problem. So uh, my sons were there and I go, hey, go upstairs and get mom. And uh,
5: so, she comes downstairs i go remember when i said we're not going back to the city <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. whoops
4: i go uh we're going back tonight and she goes what and i go read this and i held up my phone and she's like get the hell out of here you <laughs> so i you know when we when we got there it was like it was amazing and and i said to him i i said uh i i said two things to him that to be stand out and, and one of them was this and i said I said, how did you even hear about this, right? And he goes, well, what happened was we were in a meeting. And uh, at a certain point in the
0: meeting, everybody in the meeting's phone starts to blow up because now this has become a story. It went viral. Yeah, it went viral really fast. It went viral, and not only did the story
4: go viral, the UFC angle of it went viral. So now everybody that knows anybody that works for the UFC Hey, did you hear about this guy and blah blah blah, and now it's everyone's phone is going crazy where he said they
0: had to actually stop the meeting and find out what this was about. Wow. And um, You stopped and, Dana guess, White in his tracks, that's saying a lot. Most <laughs> fighters can't do that. Nope.
4: <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Holy shit, I can't believe that. Oh, they there right that I curse? I'm sorry about
0: no, that. No, right? dude, listen, okay. that's, that's perfectly that's, fine. That was like the cleanest word we've used this whole <laughs> yeah. episode. Okay. All right, I just wanna make
4: sure I I usually have a, a terrible yeah. cursing but I just want to make sure. Sorry of about course, that. Of course, no worries. But, um, so I'm like, he goes, yeah, and, and it was just a coincidence that he was going to be in New York for meetings that night.
5: So yeah.
4: when he heard about it, uh, a guy who I'm still in contact with named Jim Byrne, he was kind of like Mister Everything for them, like a media liaison. Yeah. Uh, he and he's based out of New York, so he called me and he's like, look, Dana wants to meet you, blah blah blah. We're going to do this at this hotel, and, and like, uh, no problem. And. When we got there, I mean, it was you know. Look, I I've loved I've loved the sport and I've loved the organization. You know, even since day one. I mean, I'm old enough to have enjoyed it since day one. And uh, you know, Dana and the fertitas at the time, and they've done so much for it, And Dana's a lightning rod for people. They love him or they hate him. And I've always been a big fan. And when you have someone like that that uh, wants to acknowledge what anything you've done, it was a real honor for me.
0: Yeah, so, and that's the, that's the thing with Dana, like. I, as a hardcore fan, I don't always like the way he is with fighters, yeah. but I most fans and I've met him a couple times. He's he's great yeah. with fans, and in, in these yeah. situations, he's great. We could say whatever he wants about the fighters, but we have to understand he's a promoter. At the end of the yeah. day, it's a cutthroat industry. But um, you yeah. know that it, it that must have been if anything positive came from this. It, as a longtime fan, you got the, that kind of experience
4: well it was greed and, and you know what like you see him on tv and you hear his interviews and everything and, and uh he almost at times seems larger than life but at that moment he was very humble he was just a regular guy and i tell people he made me feel so comfortable that i was actually able to give him a little shit also because uh my favorite fighter my all-time favorite fighter is keith journey and he's my guy and i love him and uh dean of me uh, he had just been released yeah and he went to strike they had just force. let him go yeah so they had just let him go and actually this strike force so he was free agent at the time that's right and and i said to dana i'm like look i said i I really appreciate everything you're doing for me but i want to give you a little shit here and he starts laughing he's like what i'm like he just released my favorite fighter and he goes who and i said keith jardine and he goes oh he goes look i love keith he goes it's just a business decision and hopefully you know he'll have a few fights and he'll work his way back but i like the look in his face i think he was i think he thought it was cool that i was giving him a little shit about it like probably yeah that you know so, uh, and he didn't
0: call you a bozo or a clown or anything no, about it. No, that's like right. that's his Twitter acumen. Now yeah. I don't know yeah. um, if uh, it's cool with Keith because I get excited when I see fighters that after their careers are more or less done, he's in like movies and TV. Yeah. Now he was just on the second season of The Punisher yeah. oh, um, in, yeah. in a brutal scene. Yeah. Um, so that that's really cool I've met Keith before really really nice guy we actually just saw a couple of pictures of you and Keith but uh, I think my co-host yeah. Taylor had a question for you so yeah for sure
2: hey listen Joe I, I just I just wanted to say wholeheartedly like just listening to your story and the first time I've even heard of this was just this week and Hearing you talk about it, and you know, like the accolades you were given, you know, the one thing I actually just really want to point out that I noticed, and I'm very, like, I'm very blown away by, was your hum, like, you staying humble, your humility throughout yeah. the entire process, because it's very easy when something like that happens. And you get all the national attention that you got for it to kind of go to people's head, and for you to stay level-headed throughout the entire process.
0: And especially in today's world, where everyone is looking to get their fifteen minutes, exactly, you kind of were hesitant to take your fifteen minutes.
2: Yeah, and so I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to say, whole, like, how inspiring that is. You know what I mean? Like, you're just a normal guy who did, who did what he had to do. And, you know, to be
0: with his family and to make sure that your kids had a, a parent there and your your wife had a husband with her and
2: to overcome the adversity that you did. Like I said, it is such an inspiring story and it's such an honor to speak to you today. It truthfully is. And I guess the only question is would be, uh, uh, who do you got
0: tonight in the fight? Yeah. Who are you taking Kane or Ninganu? All right. so first, uh, I appreciate you saying that, I mean, that's just me, that's the only way I know, you know, I mean, I'm just... uh, And that's what makes
2: it great, honestly.
4: Yeah, I'm just a guy, like, I'm just, listen, I'm just a guy, I go to work every day, I'm just a blue collar guy, I work hard, I pay my taxes, Uh, you know, I support my family, that's it, you know, it it was just, it's a moment in my life, and it's the highest profile moment in my life, but at the end of the day, it's just a moment, and... Uh, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't but,
2: define you, right? It doesn't define yeah, you. I'm just, listen, I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate
4: enough to be here and spend time with my family. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I did get some some uh, notoriety from it, and that's fine. And, and listen, I, I've met some amazing people because of it, and and everyone that's ever reached out to me, I, I appreciate that. But it's not going to change who I am. Absolutely it's just, not. It's just who I am, and you know, I don't. I'd, ra- I'd much rather be remembered as a good husband and a father than, than the guy that stopped this idiot. And, that,
0: so, uh, and that's what makes you you, know, uh, you special. I know very, you don't always like hearing that, but that makes you special <laughs> that you realize that it wasn't about it, it, what you were seeing your family at that moment. And that's yeah. uh, that's an amazing thing to be able to put that in your mind um, in that, that excruciatingly horrifying moment. Um, yeah. So, so you
4: guys, uh, so you guys want to know who I yeah who I yeah am? I, 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 I need
0: to know tonight? Kane Velasquez or Francis Ngannou. I need to know.
4: Well, if you want to know who I'm picking in the big fight tonight, the answer is simple: Jody Escabel. That is the person I'm picking in the fight that I care most about today. Is Jody? So uh, I'm going <laughs> okay. Jody, Team Butter all the way. Uh, she's my buddy, and uh, I'm going for her. But as far as the uh, the other fight, the, uh, I uh, I'm going to go with Gano.
0: Yeah, you know, I, hard I I to. think it, it's so hard to know where Cain Velasquez is at yeah. physically because if we were talking Cain's prime, I think it's mm-hmm. easily him. But he's he's yeah. old, he hasn't fought since UFC 200 against Travis Brown. Um mm-hmm. He's had a ton of injuries, a ton of surgeries, um, and that that makes guys age quicker. He's like an old like yeah. I think he's 32 or 34. He's an old 32 to 34. Yeah. So it's, the, the tough thing is if they were in a line of work where it wasn't physical, where if this was
4: like. Um, engineering where yeah. with you being injured you could still work your brain you then I would probably take kane in this fight but like you say I mean it's a it's obviously a physical sport and he's been on the shelf so
0: long And I love God, kane I love fighting. kane but Easy guy to root for, yeah.
2: yeah, for I mean, sure.
4: And, and if he
2: pulls it out tonight, would anyone be surprised? No, yes, not at no. all.
4: No, I mean, you'd be surprised because of the layoff, but not because of his ability. But yeah, because well, the ability is uh, without question, well, cardio is without question. I was going
2: to say he had a pretty significant back injury. right? He's had multiple significant well, I, back I gonna injuries. I was going to say, and usually when your back goes, that's yeah. it, it's got, it goes and that's it. So like, that's the one thing that would bum me out the most. Obviously, I, I want Kane to win tonight, but I think the the right pick is Naganu. Yeah.
0: All right, I'm going to ask you one last question, then we'll let you go, yeah. and it's a question we have for all our guests because our show is based in movies and music so the first question is what's your favorite movie of all time seven seven great Ooh, great I like choice it. all right and I, it is hard to pick a favorite album so if you can't come up with a favorite, favorite album. Band. favorite band no, artist. artist, okay what's your favorite our album, album.
4: Favorite album, favorite band, Allison
0: Chain's favorite album, Dirt. That's a great choice. That's, okay. uh, our our engineer go. here, Josh, and I were just on like an Allison Chain's kick recently. Yeah, so that's killer. So Joe, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, again, man, thank um, you. It, it really was an honor to talk to you, and I hope to talk to you more in the future.
4: Uh, anytime, boys. Uh, just hit me up. We'll uh, we'll chat about whatever you want. Absolutely, man. No thank doubt. you
0: so much, Joe. We'll talk soon. Yeah, all right? Joe. Thank you so much, pal. All right, have a good one. Wow, what a story! Um that's uh, pretty amazing i'm I'm very blown away, <laughs> yeah, like and like
2: you... it's not like I didn't want to ask questions. It's like I was so enthralled with the story. I just wanted to like. I need to hear this. You yeah, know what I mean? Like,
0: and you don't real like I, you guys, I said, like I told you guys about the story earlier in the week, and Josh was watching a Hereditary for the first time. He's like, yo, I just had to pause this. How have I never heard about this shit? Right, like you would and think.
2: It's right in our backyard back to, to the, And it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. It it's was not
0: like no. it's like early 2000s, mid-2000s, where we were younger, we were in high school. Yeah, it's 2011, it.
3: right? It was literally less than 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah it like, was.
0: Like I said, I got, because I was very entrenched in the community at that point. Um, it was a crazy story when it was happening. And it's still an amazing story. And I do hope he gets the, the the police that did not protect him get the proper justice at some point. But unfortunately, it seems like that ship has sailed. I mean, so, again, is, thank you, you, know. you to uh, Joe Luzito. That was uh, if you really, you know, you just heard the whole story. But if you really want to see some of these pictures, I'm sure we're going to put a video together with some of the pictures and everything.
2: Listen, to be fair, it, it is fairly graphic. So, yeah, you know, but de- definitely look at your own risk, but it's worth looking yeah, at for sure. So, all
0: right. Thank you. Thank you again to thank Joe. You, pal. All right. Um, have you guys see, seen this this week? Um, I might. I need you to Google this uh, Facebook account, Josh. Uh, Felicity Cadillac. Um, so the first name is Felicity. Last name is K-A-D-L-E-C. Um, this story's gone viral this week. Um, this was. is some of the most horrific shit I've ever seen. What? Is, what? So, so, woman claims her life is complete after she marries her zombie doll. <laughs> Go ahead. She, this thing looks like it's a doll from The Walking Dead. I don't um, understand. Okay, first off, why is the media giving this... Clearly extremely mentally ill Likely molested person Any sort of spotlight I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't see the Josh, upside Josh go to the google images uh, I really just it. don't Th- see
2: the upside of marrying your fucking doll Well
0: she said that um, she was very close with her father And it was a gift from her father when she was young um, <laughs> Yeah Dude It's like so the jaw is missing from this doll And the front teeth are like sticking out The tongue ha! is hanging out let's ha! so scroll through some of these Jeez And this girl Christ, she, dude. So she got this doll from her father And I guess her father passed away, and this was her way of feeling close to her father still. And that tells me... Oh, she was molested by her father. Like, there's something fucked up going on there. Yeah,
2: no, there's definitely something wrong. There's something, some deep-rooted issue. (laughs) Yeah, we're like, she's like, this doll reminds me of you know whatever, whatever the case may be. There's something wrong here. Yeah, well, I
0: mean, thing has no bottom jaw. That is, it's got a, it's got a Pete Rose haircut. Oh my god, (laughs) she has a. uh, Hey Mo, she has a like a buzzed head. And oh uh, my god, why is she wearing a dog collar? She's wearing a dog collar, and she actually said that after they got married. They consummated the marriage as well. Did that? Yeah. So oh, yeah? I-, I wonder if she like just strapped a dildo to it and just grinded it, or she took the tongue that's sticking out and just <laughs> grinded it on her pussy. <laughs> She, pro- they, she probably gave herself a foot job. Look! With look! The look! Like, it's a full fucking wedding. Like they put, she put a suit on the doll. Oh my and the doll is also a female, so that's what's even fucking weirder. It's uh, it, this. Is, I don't. I don't. Get so, it. it's can felicity. you
3: legally marry an inanimate object? Yes, I,
0: I'm sure in some like super liberal states, you can marry whatever. Marry a fucking I think horse. About how long Dude,
3: it, it took for gay marriage to become <laughs> in the entire country? Dude, and, and this, this bitch woman is, marrying a is marrying a doll. A zombie doll. A zombie doll
0: with no issue. And I don't even think that dolls of age. So. <laughs> Like R. Kelly's parents or Aaliyah's parents had to sign off on it. Wait, for R. hold Kelly. on. Did she get? Did she like fake? No, Josh, scroll up a little bit. Did she, a little bit more.
2: Right, right here. Did she tattoo? Yeah, go to the tattoo, the tattoo picture. Yeah, she tattooed the names.
0: <laughs> That's just permanent marker on Felicity the doll. Felicity and
2: Kelly. Yeah, doll's the doll's name is, name is Kelly.
0: Yeah, she gave the doll a people like, name. <laughs> yo, like a people name. It's like <laughs> it's really Kelly Leak from the yeah, Bad News Bears, <laughs> dude. This is some of the most like okay. So again. It, I'd be fine if this went viral, but the fact that media is the reason it became a thing. Oh, look at this guy! Yeah, that yeah, that dude. Oh yeah, he definitely did some molesting, and also he is not the father of that child. No, because not at the all. Two, they're we're looking at a picture of the parents with the the, the daughter, uh, Felicity, <laughs> and Felicity is either Dominican or half black, and both parents look very very Irish. So yeah, Ma- yeah M- Mama was uh, hanging out by the Apollo, <laughs> <laughs> oh and got God. stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is some truly. If, if you guys, yeah, sorry. Which part? They're getting stuffed or f- Apollo? Apollo. What, yeah. what else should I have said? The sword? Hip Hop Awards <laughs> Summer Jam. I'm just saying that Mommy wasn't did not get pregnant from I Daddy mean, here. Unless there's something missing, like here missing. Scotty, but Scotty, you guys need to, wait. Go to the picture in the left. Go down the one at the bottom where she has her hands up. Yeah, yeah, right this? there. It's. <laughs> What's with that? What, she put the fuck in like she like she's Jesus and got crucified through her hands. Oh my what God. a fucking weirdo! Oh, listen, listen. What a mentally ill
2: deviant! L- listen, I, I have I have no I have no problem with people that want to do what they want to do. No, it's in your own personal because, life, because it, like does, do it, it doesn't affect me. But why? To yeah. do
0: what? Well, why you can't, married a doll? At why? what point do people just no, say? So I like, mean, listen, we, Clearly, the, no one loves you in real life. No, Daddy loved her too much. Oh, well, okay. Well, or not Daddy, I guess. Not definitely not her Daddy. <laughs> um, yeah. So that one was really um, intriguing me this week, and I, I saw other couple other really funny news stories. This one was one of my favorites. How funny? Um, there Scale was a from 1 to 10. the ten. A Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat, um, and the reason it had they to sell the, the, the bomb threat came out because a customer overheard another customer saying, "I'm going to go bomb the bathroom." <laughs>
2: Well, he, he was gonna just go, take a ba- big old man's bathroom humor. He leads was a nine one one bomb threat. He called was,
0: to Kansas Home Depot. How many times have we said I'm gonna bomb the toilet? Every time. If I got if there, every time that happened, it was taken as a bomb threat. They would just say, yeah, "Hey, you're going to Guantanamo." Yeah, for sure. At that point, <laughs> and, and relax. So this guy, we, you'll need to get out of here because I'm fixing to did blow you, it up. <laughs> is what he said. Did, <laughs> <laughs> he said it in the bathroom too. That means that his fucking load had to go, <laughs> and Kay. he just had to fucking dump a huge Wait, heat. So 14 Keurigs. Like I, I like I said, I've done I've I, I actually enjoy taking dumps in like public bathrooms when there's people around I don't and being hate as it. loud as possible. I like doing the, I the, the Ken Kanif. Conniff- oh fuck it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Oh,
1: suck it nice and slow.
0: <laughs> and then I put my dick through the glory hole. <laughs> so I um imagine like the cops have to come like, sir, why did you say you're gonna bomb the toilet? He's like, I was just taking a shit. It's, like no, like he would say he bombed the toilet so much he had or he has
2: every Wednesday at noon he has a waterboarding <laughs> session For one
0: hour So uh, my, one of my favorite things ever <laughs> There's this famous interview With Charles Manson I think it was on like 60 Minutes And sure. it's this woman Doing an interview with him And he's being Charles Manson all weird In the middle of it He cuts her off And goes Excuse me I gotta go take a shit And he, it's a newscast And he <laughs> walks away <laughs> <laughs> I'm like dude Now I see why people Followed Charles Manson He was very straightforward yeah, very, He had the right idea To the point and, and the other story That made me laugh this week Is okay. uh, a man was uh, high He was smoking uh, The Marijuana. He was taking the pot. He was smoking and he went marijuana into, he, went an, he went into an abandoned house. And he walks in the garage. Okay. And this is, of course, in Texas. There's a fucking tiger in the garage. Wait, wait, wait. A full... Gra- Bangle Texas. tiger. Dude, abandoned house, tiger, Texas. Let's see. So... <laughs> is it like... like- Yeah, cannabis cannabis smoker finds tiger in an abandoned house in Texas. Why does why does the crazy shit happen in Texas? At this point, I'm thinking like, dude, and apparently it was like overweight. So who the fuck was feeding Yeah, look at the size of this fucking thing? Siegfried is fucking terrified. That thing will fuck you up. I don't I don't I don't understand. (laughs) So imagine you're fucking high out of your mind. Not that we take marijuana. Imagine you're high. And you're just you're like, let's walk into this abandoned house, and there's a fuck like I might I wouldn't be surprised at a bear. A raccoon, a homeless person, a fucking jungle Tiger. cat. Yeah, right. And like I-, I did learn that apparently there are more tigers. In Texas, and there are in the jungle in the wild. And people they import them through Mexico, so that leads me to say build the Look, wall. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the, we got a, a, a lot tigers out. A lot of these people emergency. <laughs> tigers are, so are
3: coming, tigers through. coming through. <laughs> <laughs> so many,
0: many tigers. It's actually just animal crackers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's an infestation
0: of tigers so, in Imagine Texas. like what would be like the most terrifying thing to you if you're kind of high or you're tripping balls? Not that we do that. And you walk into like an abandoned building, what would scare you the most seeing?
2: Uh, I, I gotta be honest, but uh, fuck, what would it be? Honestly, I can't think of anything more fucked up than a tiger. Like a I tiger's mean, pretty the rough. The most
0: realistic one is a bear out oh, here. Yeah. We have yeah. bears all around, but bears aren't... If I've, I've had bears 20 feet from me, and I'm, you just kind of make some noise and they run away. Um, A wild Actually, do- a then, wild, wolf. A wolf, if, a wolf if, would be horrific. <laughs>
2: if, if, it, if if it was a bear, like it would have to be like a grizzly bear. Yeah.
0: That's a wrap. Well, you, you are a dead. grizzly or a polar bear. polar, polar bear, polar bear might be worse than a grizzly. They'll fuck you up. I don't know, dude. You Watch videos of grizzlies. Scare me. Um, one of the gorillas from uh, Congo. Amy, smart, smart, Amy, and then I need Amy to come save me. (laughs) I always remember Tim Curry getting fucked up in Congo. He gets like he gets like a stiff forearm to the back. He goes. Blood. Right Stop eating his- my sesame cake. <laughs> Stop eating my sesame cake. It's one
2: of the funniest. Li- Congo remember, rules. Remember Manfro just kept dropping that line randomly? Yeah. Stop eating
0: my sesame cake. It's <laughs> 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 Just spits it out. Yes, yeah, spits it this, out. This is the, oh, by the way, guys, oh, You Watch God. I Listen is the only show in syndication that will reference Congo regularly. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> we'll like, reference Congo. It's such a we'll movie. reference Volcano in LA. Dante's Yo, Peak. Dante's Peak. Yeah. Uh, Twister. There's, there's plen- tw- Twister. Twister. <laughs> Finger God? Wait, is there an F5? And then the forks just clank. (laughs) (laughs) Is there an F5?
2: Dude, I was watching uh, I was watching Twister the other day. Loki, one of the funniest moments is after the first twister and the, the truck gets blown away and fucking Hel- <laughs> Helen Hunt just F one yeah the F one Helen Hunt just looks at Bill Paxton and is like you have uh, insurance on that truck <laughs> it's a pretty truck yeah it's a pretty truck it's like liability only and he just looks at her and goes <laughs> don't
0: even think about it no
2: way uh, dude, very next scene pickup truck Dorothy in the one of my
0: favorite scenes I remember when I was young <laughs> and you've said this before Taylor this is a Taylor quote Bill Paxton taught me how to curse he really did uh, in Twister and I remember when he first sees Philip Seymour Hoffman's character Dusty come on Dusty don't start that shit, shit. you yeah. know when I was little it's like oh he said shit yeah. and now I'll still laugh at it because of it but what Twister as great as it is as great as it is it is so unrealistic how many times are there tornado clusters where it goes alright first it's an F1 then right. it's an F2 it went, it's an it went in order.
2: it went in order it went
0: in order in the Fujita scale yeah right no but, no, but then they glossed over the F3 because that one fucking well no it. the F3 doesn't get glossed over that was when they're on the highway and yeah, they, but that you, whole scene you can't explain it you can't predict it oh that was, Killing was... yourself won't bring your father back. <laughs> Me, look Me right, Joe. Look, look what's right in front of you. Yo, what are you I, saying? I love, Me, Joe. I love how Melissa's
2: like listening the whole time and all you see is and Dusty. Melissa and Melissa
0: was significantly hotter than yes, Helen Hunt. very Hun. much. Yeah, Helen Hunt was like, no, dude. like a, a crusty-looking broad. Like, listen, <laughs> it, 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 biggest
2: forehead ever. Yo, listen, and she, uh, was, and she even used though, be great. Listen, even though that movie is so fucking stupid, like, the the stupidest line of the entire movie was like... It's it's coming! It's headed right
0: for us! And
2: then yeah, Pil- uh, it's already here.
1: Philip Seymour Hoffman's running
0: to fucking shoot up some heroin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, you know, he dies I, in the have, bottom of the in theater. Like, it
2: has probably one of my favorite shots in any movie I've ever seen. When the twister's eating up the movie screen and oh, fucking well, Jack Nicholson in the shining. That's
0: such an iconic scene. That is and fucking. What's cool What's crazy? I remember when Twister came out. Um, it was actually and Joshua remember this too. There was a tornado in Warwick that same day, really? one town over from where we lived in Upper Greenwood Lake. And um, I actually went to see Twister that night after the storm calmed down yeah, at the did. drive-in right um, So in the I was like, it, no, dude, that movie I can watch anytime. Speedwagon, all right, a speed all right. Wagon. fucking um, stupid. So Taylor, you're a big music guy. Um, did you keep up with the Grammys at all? The Grammys. Let's see the Grammy winners because I, um, so I, I, the one only one I remember hearing about winning is uh, Donald Glover winning or Childish Gambino winning have. for uh, This Is America, which should have uh, he made history. So let's see the the winners uh, here so, in the categories. The uh, specifically, thing... I want um, Latin Jazz Best yeah, Record. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> best I, polka. I, I will
2: say uh, I did look at the complete list. I didn't watch it because I know it's full of shit, and I knew that the bands I wanted to win were not going to win. Um, I was happy to see uh, Childish Gambino win. Yeah. I was happy to see Dave Chappelle take home a Grammy for his um, for his best comedic yes. album, and uh, the Fever Three Thirty Three got hosed. Um, uh, All right, let's between, just go through this. So, between between the record of the year
0: was This Is America. Okay, let's been. let's go down. It was great. On uh, album of the year went to um, uh, Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves, whoever that is. Uh, I, I don't who know cares? Who is. Song of the year was um, This Is America. Fair. The best new artist is um, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Okay. I just think. I don't (laughs) don't want to Dua (laughs) Lipa. Yeah, neither do I. I don't even know her. Uh, (laughs) Get it? T-T-Hee-Hee-Hee. Get it? Like with my wiener? Yes, Okay. I understand. Um, best I'm just pop, not humoring Best you. pop uh, solo performance. Joanne um, was a really, really good song off Lady Gaga's newest album, um, so I'm fine with that. I was
2: actually, even though I like Post Malone, I was happy to see him not win, honestly. Well, best pop duo
0: um, group performance, uh, The Shallow, Lady Gaga. And I, I was very great happy with from, that. Yeah, great song yeah. from um, the, A Star Is Born. Well, I
2: wouldn't have hated it, because this says Something with Timberlake and
0: Stapleton is actually a nice song Whoa, to listen to. Best traditional pop vocal album. Since when is Willie Nelson pop? I d- I and couldn't tell. Barbara yeah. Streisand has mu The music. The memories. Yeah, it's, it, not, it's, it's spelled it, it, M- correctly. M E M apostrophe R I E S. Memories. Ugh. The memories. She's Best to pop be hip. vocal album. Ariana Grande. I don't care. Um, I want some tacos, Grande. Yeah, nachos, <laughs> Grande. I don't care about dance recording. A song called electric- "Electricity." Ooh. Now we're getting to the weird albums. Contemporary instrumental. Contemporary. Ooh. Um,
2: Steve Gadd, who. Don't know. Don't care. Okay, so this is... Stop right here, Josh. So, best rock performance. So, you had the Arctic Monkeys, the Fever 333, Greta Von Fleet, and Hailstorm. All very, very, very good artists. Now, they kind of gave this award two years too late. Or however however long he's honestly... Chris Cornell's been passed away about but, a year and a half I think yes so uh, th- that's a big thing I mean obviously he deserved it but the fact they gave it to him this far out just to say oh look what we did well, for no, Chris this,
0: no this album came out just uh, like 6-7 months ago They it was unreleased stuff
2: now, because I was reading an article they were saying that it was uh, that uh, they only gave it to him for the sake that he passed away well, no, and they, they, they glossed over it last year that's I mean, granted, I could have just read some bullshit article.
0: No, this but this, the, this album wasn't like from when he died. It came out I, way after okay. he was writing so, already. So that's
2: the only thing. I mean, Cornell won the Fever 333. I really wanted to win. They're one of my favorite bands, and I, I love hate them the right name now. of the
0: song "Made" An "America." You didn't make "An America." I understand it's stupid, but like you got to listen
2: to it. It's fucking An. great. Uh, now the best metal performance. Here's where I got mad. Electric Messiah, high How on fire. How is Under Oath? Okay, metal. metal. What what do you think should have won? I, I honestly think between the buried and me okay, show one. We we no, 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 no. Listen, there really is no argument. I know mean, between
0: Trivium. The, be, Trivium uh. was pretty good. I like old Trivium. Oh, Trivium. Was good. Old Trivium. Old oh, Trivium, like the, Pull Harders did, on did, the Strings of, my, of Your Martyr is uh, a fucking.
2: Or, uh, Gunshot to the Head of yeah, was amazing. But I haven't listened to
0: Trivium in um, years.
2: Under Oath got the nod because it's their first album in a very long time. It's a very good record, but it's not nearly their best. And I think that. They I do not I don't I don't it's hap, it's good that they got nominated for a Grammy, but they definitely weren't gonna win. Between the Baron and Me have been so good for so long and they've every, never been bad.
0: Every album that they put out is good. What, so now, fucking what one awesome. best rock song? Let's see rock song. Now best um, rock song is gonna be I don't know who that is. You need to do all Mass of. Education. It sounds like a Missy Elliott album. To be
2: honest, the uh, uh, now, here's where Bring Me the Horizon... Oh, it's from
0: St. Vincent. I don't even know. Isn't that a yeah. movie with Bill Murray and Melissa yeah, McCarthy? Yeah, it is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and then...
2: Uh, well, congrats to Mr. Murray. Br- Bring Me the Horizon got nominated for their song Mantra. I've
0: heard everyone shit on the new Bring Me Hero- the Horizon. I Like, don't, it's a pop album, and they I, just canceled the rest of their tour. I don't... Yeah, because
2: Ollie uh, blew out his vocal cords. But I don't hate it. But the thing is, because Bring Me the Horizon went from being the biggest, heaviest deathcore band yeah. ever... To a full fledged pop band. Now I don't hate the maturity because that's obviously. But if you change your sound stale. entirely, yeah, like, that's it, a little it's weird. It's hard. Like the last album, this is uh, that's the spirit. Was hard. It took me a year to really like it to an extent. But I mean, it, they've been laying the foundation on where they were going over for the last seven eight years. But it's not a rock song. Mantra's no. not a rock song. It's a what, pop song. Let's see about it's an electronic rock, rock pop album.
0: Song. I see Fallout Boy under rock. They're not rock anymore. They're no. fucking. You know who got hosed here?
2: Cool. Allison Chains, Rainier Fog. Yeah.
0: Rainier Fog was fucking awesome. Um, the Greta Van Fleet album was actually really good, but it I was. would agree with Allison Chains getting hosed here. Um, definitely and I, Ghost would, I would, stinks. I,
2: sorry. Fuck you. Ghost no, dude, really Ghost listen. is terrible. No, listen, dude, hold on. Josh, you saw Josh. them
0: live and they put on a good
2: live no. show. KISS puts on a good live Josh, show. I'm never putting right. on a KISS Josh, album. I want to I want to say very, very wholeheartedly, right?
0: The Suck year Ghost ass. won, yeah. The year you keep Ghost talking, won got a Okay, the
2: the year Ghost won the Grammy over August Burns Red for best metal performance was fucking bullshit. I agree. I agree. Because I
3: do like Ghost, but I like August Burns Red more.
2: Yes, that's what I'm saying. So that that was where I'm coming from with that because that was just the stacked lineup. So, but Greta Von Fleet definitely deserved it. I mean, they have such an old school Led Zeppelin sound. It's hard to, but Rainier Fog was just an amazing record, especially for the first Alice in Chains record. What? How long has it been since like a real Alice in Chains record came out? Well, like at least seven, eight years, something yeah, like that. Something like that. So then we're gonna move to what's the what's let me, give me the alternative? Let's see, we got Beck, Arctic Monkeys, Bjork. David Byrne and Saint Vincent. So no, none of these. I've never been a fan of the Arctic Monkeys. They've always they did, got a couple of songs that I like, but nothing that's like they. They got a huge like 2006. I remember they had a song called "You Look Good on the Dance Floor." Yeah. I remember that was pretty big back in the day. But other than that, I I could care less. Uh, Beck has always been a solid band, but I just never cared. Bjork, Beck eh. fucking rules. Yeah. I,
0: like I just, I just I'm never, I just never cared
2: enough. You know what you I mean? Do. I'm not saying there, they're bad by any there's means. There's very
0: few people more talented and creative than well, Beck.
2: Well, uh, we're not talking about Jeff Beck.
0: Correct? No, I'm no, we're talking about Beck. Right? Beck, like the Beck. He does not have a bad album. Or a bad song for that. There is not a bad Beck thing. Out you don't have to like his style, but he is easily one of the most influential musicians of the last 25 to 30 years. It's not even relatively close. Wait a minute.
2: I may, I may be confusing
0: things. Jeff Beck is like <laughs> really old. No, Beck I, is, but... I'm a loser baby, so why don't you kill me?
2: oh shit yeah, that's dude. them no no that's him okay. that's him right him no that's, that's what one i'm dude. like i'm just not because he i always thought yeah because jeff beck was just a guitar player that's been around for like six yes. years that's yeah. the one i know yeah so i just making sure i wasn't confusing the two
0: yeah no uh beck is uh really he's no. beck is kind of like he was like a precursor to so, what jack white is now i would say is that fair to say josh very similar beck like he's weirder than jack jack oh, white which sure. is saying a lot but it's super experimental he's an incredible musician an even better producer right um so i'm always happy to see him win.
2: I'm, a, I'm a big fan of artists that that can do both. That could that could perform well and also produce the shit. That's why I like Pharrell so much. Also because yeah. I'm a huge fan of NERD. Well, NERD was oh, awesome. Was
0: so all right, let, let's go to some of these. I don't no, care about R and and B. No, the only thing I have to say is wait. I... There was a tie at the what Grammys. The no, from what, what, what I mean hear, tie.
2: From what I hear, Tony Braxton's pretty cool. But other than that, I could give a shit. Tony
0: Braxton was cool like when fucking Jock jams was coming oh, out. Fucking 1996. Yeah. Dude. yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. All right, all I want to do is zoom zoom and your boom boom. All right, let's see. let go past R and I don't know any of this stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know um, Best urban contemporary, never gonna listen. Um, let's see. Best, best rap performance album. was a tie between Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, which deserving, and then Anderson, Anderson Pac. Anderson Park Pack, Um Sure. Um, let's see. Anderson, best. Oh, he's dad, good, dude. Is he? Yeah. He, he? He's not bad. He's I've never even not, heard of he's him. He's not that. Bad. I love King's Dead. King's Dead is an awesome Kendrick Lamar track. Now
2: it, again, there's a re- reoccurring thing where Childish Gambino's
0: This Is America won every single yeah, time it was made, nominated.
2: It's that. I mean, listen, bare bones. It's a very simple song, but but it's it's, it's also. Fucking, so it's people realize
0: it's like a satire it's making fun of mumble rap most of the song it is yeah alright best rap wait, wait, song wait wait, wait. wait. what
3: Christina Aguilera was nominated for best rap song.
0: Uh, who cares? <laughs> Featuring Goldlink. I didn't. Even, I went over that. Who's Goldlink? It sounds like a, a cheap internet see, so you would know, get I mean, out for this, thirty days free see, in look, the this, late nineties. This, this is another one
2: where Post Malone was nominated. and I'm happy he didn't win because you got you he, he you can't possibly have Post Malone win over someone like Kendrick Lamar or J Cole. That you did, that d- just can't Drake,
0: happen. Drake won for God's Plan, which I never heard. It's terrible. Um, all right, best rap album with the Cardi B. So and okay, I still I, have I still have no clue. I've never seen what Cardi B looks like to this I, day. I, I
2: have. A really big problem with people who well, like that's Cardi because you're because sexist and a racist. No, so. go on, not even remotely true. Because, Josh because Tilly, what would
0: you what would
3: you have gone with for uh, racism for this, or sexism in this category? Huh? <laughs> Some racism. people think that cucumbers <laughs> are better pickles. Huh? It's gotta what? Be, it's got to be Pusha T, right?
2: Pusha T. Pusha T's been due for a Grammy for a very long time. I like his so has Well, listen, <laughs> Mac Miller's album Swimming wasn't terrible, but again, it kind of felt like uh, sure they it they terrible. not they, they nominated him because he passed away. Terrible.
0: Oh shit, he died. That's right. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> uh, uh, no, fuck him. No, that's not nice. Ash, well, who cares uh, Ash, it's not nice. I, didn't I care. I, didn't, I like MechMan. I didn't care. I didn't care about him when
2: he was alive. Why am I gonna I, act like I, I care now? Okay, cool. Shut up. So uh, Travis, <laughs> Travis Scott stinks. Uh, Push who's me. Hustle? I don't care but anyway but my whole thing is I, I, I can't stand that people think Cardi B actually has le- legit talent behind the mic she's garbage literally like she's outspoken to talk like that I like, uh, that's been, how Cardi uh, B fucking talks I can't
3: uh, uh, fucking been stand it they've been
0: talking about her Bodak Bo- Yellow makes my that balls what is, what is it's so who, bad what is or who is Bodak Yellow
2: it's one of Cardi B's songs I've, I I've never heard a Cardi it. B song yes she did Yes, you what did. What song? I don't know what song, but it, they, they you played it at Ralph and uh, and the wife's wedding. Yes, you oh, heard that, Cardi B. Oh, that means B. a
0: lot to me at that point in time. No, so when he I says I have never really heard it, that means he p- has heard it because no, he doesn't fucking know. You could play it for me. I wouldn't be able to tell you it's Cardi B. I've never heard it. No, you have. I, okay, I've also heard people scream. I don't know who died though. That's fine. <laughs> like it's. I've never heard a Cardi B song that I could recognize as a Cardi B song. Okay. So I've never actually heard it. No, like you could told me it was fucking Janet Jackson. I said, oh, it's a good Janet but it, Jackson but song. It's bad. Cardi yeah, B's sure bad. I'm sure it is. I honestly, it sh- it should go to Pusha T.
2: Travis Scott has talent, but he just he dumbs himself down. Uh, he personally, really does I think talent.
0: Nipsey Hussle.
3: Um, right, victory enough. lap should have won. I've, I've had
2: enough of this because uh, I you can't wanna, stand you Cardi. You want to
3: grab the next category? Yeah, sure.
2: Great. Yeah, best country solo performance. I don't know any of these people. Actually, no. Outside of Chris Stapleton and Keith Urban, I don't know no one else.
0: Ah, Tequila One. Now, that's one of my favorite um, karaoke songs to go up and play. Just stand there. Dan and Shay are
2: very talented. Sounds like a Nickelodeon show. It sounds like a... Yeah, sure. I guess it sounds like the uh, I'm done. Whatever. All right, Casey Musgraves best, again. Best no one cares. Best country
0: song. Don't give a shit. Best country album. Casey Musgraves cleaned up here. New Age. Um, I like Opium Moon. What, what does that even mean? Wait, new it's Age. his best New Age album is Opium Moon by right, Opium Moon. Fifty
2: one percent playing time of new vocal or instrument. New I don't know what that means. Fuck you. Uh,
0: don't know any of these jazz, jazz people. I'm over um, it. Don't know jazz vocal.
2: So the other thing that happened at the Grammys was that Drake, when he was accepting his award for God's playing, got cut off Good. and
0: went right to commercial.
2: And They cut his microphone off. Like he was at the Oscars when they yeah, start playing you as, off.
0: as they should have. Yeah. They but, should have announced him and then just say, on to the next category. You know, you
2: know, you know just b- because, like, listen, Drake is not great now, but, like, if you listen to his first album, Thank Me Later, it is fucking fantastic. Honestly, his first album is very, good. It might good. be. No, it's not. It's it might very be. Good.
0: It might be. I don't know. Brandy well, Carlisle stinks. I don't know who that is. Uh, to, best uh, best American. She's one album. of the greatest in Americana roots. <laughs> Sure, I <laughs> guess. Best bluegrass went to the. Tra- I actually like the traveling Macquarie's. They're actually pretty good. Who, um, dude? I like like real bluegrass. I'll listen that before fucking country. Buddy guy. Was West, that Mumford and Sons. Mum- West Mumford and Sons. West Mumford and They're and not Sons. bluegrass. They're shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, fantastic Negrito. Oh <laughs> uh, wait, I think I should. <laughs> yeah, ring the bell. Definitely ring. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. The name is Negrito. Jesus I, I did not say Negrito though. Um, keep going. Let's see. Folk don't care. I know Joan Baez. I know the Punch Brothers. Uh, they won. Um, who cares about any of these people? Yeah, these are Grammys. Like you, 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 kind of like, you win a- Sting and Shaggy won Best Reggae Album. <laughs> you know, uh, I've seen it wasn't
2: I've me. Seen the
1: red
0: it wasn't me. <laughs>
1: the red yeah, yeah, red. Oh my
2: god! Wait, do, do you remember when Nas and uh, Damian Marley made
0: that? That was good. Uh, Distant though. Cousins that dope. How great that was, was dope, that? dude? Uh, world... What's world As we music? Oh, uh, wait. I want to say this name. <laughs> okay, these are the nominees. Bambino. Bambino. Bo- Fatumata <laughs> Daiwara. Shon Kuti Egypt 80. Egypt 80. <laughs> All right. This is the Soweto Gospel Choir and Yiddish Glory. <laughs> Best children's album. Who cares? Uh, uh, Yeah, don't care. Let's see. Well, I
2: was going to say, like I said, the only thing that went right, too, on the Grammys was Dave Chappelle winning for best comedic album. Yeah, for sure.
0: Comedic, they get right most of the time. All right, guys, I actually have to change courses because um, I brought it up last week, and now we are calling in to our um, AAF expert, um, a guy that specializes in the AAF, to give us an update on the first two weeks. This is Chuck Lace. So um, let's see. I
3: forgot who my team is.
0: Chuck, Chuck what's going on dude we're um so we're about Chuck, a, we're about an hour and 22 minutes in um hey and David, you hey, Tucker. No, for it's me. it's uh Dan and Tyler um okay. and Mosh so um Gosh. um we're you know you're calling in because you are a resident AAF the alliance of American football expert um well
1: no it's actually that's a misnomer it's actually the American Association Alliance of American football
0: okay and how did you get into um working with the AAF
1: Oh, I've been just a lifelong fan.
0: Oh, so, so like, what, um, so when did you first become a fan? Uh, about three weeks ago. <laughs> okay, and um, yeah, so it's in my blood. so why don't you tell us a little bit about the the best players, the best teams as, as people start to get more football from another source? All right. So a lot a lot of people think that the um, the AAF,
1: the American Alliance Association of American Football, is uh, second rate, and I actually would say it's probably about one point five. Be careful!
0: This is a family show, so yeah. please watch the crass humor. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. There, there's
1: actually a bunch of uh, former NFL players in the league. Um,
0: you got Matt Sims, um, Trent son Richardson, of quarterback Boomer Esiason. Boomer's playing yeah. in the AAF. I. It's bo- you said Boomer Seisen's playing in the AAF. No, no, it's Matt Sims. It's Boomer Seisen's son. Oh, the one Matt with cystic Esiason. fibrosis. Yes. yes okay. Sims. Got it. Okay. Great strides. Um, you've also got Trent Richardson, NFL
1: legend. Um, he's actually the leading rusher with 99 yards. <laughs>
0: wow. In two weeks, he's got 99 yards. How many yards per carry is he averaging? I
1: believe it's about 1.7, which is an AAF
0: record. <laughs> wow. I actually saw yesterday in yesterday's game that he got tackled by his dreadlocks. Do we have an update on the condition of Trent Richardson? Well, the
1: dreadlock, unfortunately, has taken a turn for the worse. Um, but Trent himself is all right. Um, he, said, uh, he said he's going to make it.
0: Okay, do you have, um, you have a, like a direct quote from him? I didn't. I tried to get to him. He was on his way to work at Golden Corral, his night job. But um, I'm going to try and stick out the parking lot and get a hot take. Okay, that's really cool. Now, who do you think is the, the favorite to be um, the MVP of the first season of the AAF? All right, well, there's a, there's a lot of players. I think Denard Robinson, um, the former Michigan great, is a leading candidate. What team is um, he on? I believe he
1: is on a team. Um, <laughs> you don't know, really. These teams are very fluid.
0: Um, let's just say the Memphis Express. Okay. And uh, what about what do you think about the prospects of um, the rise, um, very meteoric rise of one Christian Hackenberg in the AAS? Well, Christian, Christian Hackenberg, we all know that he didn't get a fair shot. Absolutely, by, uh, never got a shot with the Jets.
1: Um, Penn State, Um, and yes, he did light up um, the practice squad. He just, um, he wasn't a good personality fit with um, Tucker Bowles, so they let him go. But um, I have heard some good things about him. Um, Yeah, he's throwing
0: for about 80 yards a game, but... That's, it's not the NFL. Well, is that 80, 80 yards per yards. game, including the times he sacked, or is it 80 yards without. If you've taken the yards lost on being sacked, how many yards a game?
1: You know what? That's a good point. So I think he's averaging about 35 yards a game now. Um, which, wow. Um, and
0: he's leading okay. the the AAF in passing.
1: It, he is. Um, he did throw three interceptions, I believe, for the um, Birmingham Iron. Uh. You know, it's my team. You know, next week I'm going to do my power rankings. Guess what? That's going to be a team to look out for.
0: Okay, <laughs> who do you think is going to have the number one overall pick in the AAF draft next year? Well,
1: the AAF does it a little bit differently. They only draft quarterbacks, um, so it's going to be a team that really needs it. Now,
0: any team that has Christian Hackenberg is not going to need a quarterback. That's so. that's a good point. Yeah, um, I'm the going franchise. to say the, uh, let's go, Memphis Express. Okay. Uh, okay, so let me ask you a couple more questions. What team is winning the AAF championship this year? Oh, you know, it's it's too early to say. Let's let's go Memphis Express. Okay, that's my team, so I'm I'm grateful. Um, yeah, and I, I and bleed. have you gotten any I word bleed, from um, um the, the I head? I their colors. Me, me as well. What are their colors? Um, know. so do you have any words from um the head coach of the Memphis Express, one uh, Mike Singletary?
1: So Mike Singletary was um he if you remember did coach the 49ers before um Craig Harbaugh took over and he kind of alienated them because he apparently would uh show his butt at uh, his players
0: DeVernon Davis play. getting he actually coaches in
1: um, not the full nude, but from the waist down, so
0: he doesn't <laughs>
5: have to
1: have those um, those problems anymore. And there's always been a lot of jokes. He seems to be the butt head <laughs> little
0: humor joke. Uh, easy, uh, easy. P- come on, we have uh, we have an inappropriate bell. So please say the uh, just uh, bottom, bottom his bottom. Yeah, but um, bottom. Yeah, I think I think Mike Singletary's on his way to win um, American Association Alliance of American Football Coach of the Year. Um, Okay,
1: you know it's hard to. And what's the Memphis Express's
0: record? What's the Memphis Express's record right now?
1: I believe they're ten and
0: zero. There's only been two weeks of the league.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but the the way
0: they do scoring in the uh, the AAF is ah, it's like NASCAR scoring, (laughs) right? (laughs) Where you get points for the you get the the AAFL FA Cup.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you know the Memphis Express look. They got Christian Hackenberg. They got Mike Singletary. They got, uh, you know. Do you think
0: there's a possibility that Singletary becomes a player coach and plays linebacker for the Memphis oh, Express? Absolutely. I mean, there's been grumblings about that. Look, it is blood. I mean, come on.
1: Memphis Express,
0: they're red. Blood's red. It's a perfect fit. Well, uh, perfect Chuck Lace, um, we're really excited to hear from you next week with another update um, on the teams like the Birmingham Iron, um, the Salt Lake City team, um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. the Atlanta Hotshots, Salt, Salt Lake. Salt Lake has a team. They do. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're so we're going to send you on location next week the, and You could report from camp Yeah, the Atlanta yeah, hotshots
2: I'm not Mormon, so that's a
0: good, good fit Alright, well Chuck, we really appreciate some of your time uh, One you, day Chuck. we hope, maybe for our 50th episode Hold on, hold on one second, my wives are calling me <laughs> okay, um, Maybe up for our 50th episode You could come in studio um, and be part of the show
1: Yeah, I can't wait to see you guys um, it's, I've been a lifelong fan since, uh, uh, You know, Day one week since last <laughs> week alright well
0: well, Chuck uh, we'll talk to you soon and uh, just give um, a last word to the, the audience alright Dennis Troy it's been a pleasure alright Thank thanks you. All right, and that was Chuck Lace with our AAF report. Um, I can't so believe it, man. to clearly, I mean, if you're going to be dude. betting on um, the AAF, you need Chuck Lace's report. You can follow him at Chuck Lace on Twitter. Um, so that was uh, really cool. I mean, we're really going to be innovating here in the, the sports community because I don't think any other show has an AAF expert on it. Yeah, we, we literally have a correspondent. We have someone on the ground. It, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, so there was some other cool stuff this week. Um, like what? Uh, the trailer for Aladdin. Terrible. Did you see Will Smith?
2: Yes, everyone saw Will Smith. He,
0: I, I posted it. It was like, Avatar 2 looks like a piece of shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was going to say, literally, someone someone sent me the picture of Will Smith's face superimposed on uh, on Dr. Manhattan's yes, face. Yes, that
0: was Groho. Groho said <laughs> yeah. with Dr. Manhattan's big old Dr. Manhattan dick sticking yeah. out. Um, and before they show Will Smith as the genie, it looks kind of cool. But I am constantly forgetting that it is one of, none other than Guy Ritchie directing this. And Guy Ritchie stinks. He has a few good movies, but it's been a long time. I I just I don't see how Will Smith doesn't have like the the wild personality like Robin Williams, which made the the fucking genie, Um, like I said, visually it looks great. Well, that was the other thing because Robin Williams was so
2: scatterbrained, like so he would just start saying. They had so much.
0: They had so many recordings that he did for Aladdin because they just told him you could ad lib. And the the part of the agreement when he did the the original movie was that they could not make a movie using his recordings without him signing off on it. And he Mm -hmm. never did. Um, It went to like uh, maybe the first sequel he agreed to, the Return of Jafar or whatever. But like even Jafar kind of looks shitty in this. And then uh, like that, the monkey looks fine. Yeah. Aladdin looks fine. Well, the, everything out like visually, it look, like that looks great. Um, uh, what's the name of the country? Um, uh, Ara- um Arabia. No, um, it's a made-up country that no, people right. thought was real. Um, but like it looks great. The cave collapsing. It's a classic. And then you see fucking like he comes out. He doesn't look like a genie. He looks like Avatar. It, it, not, like it, he comes it, out it, at first, and then you see him, and he's like, "What's the name? I, I need to know the name of the fucking country, Josh. Dude, look it's it up it's bad. quick, like, like, okay? <laughs> Welcome to Agrabah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of welcome to Earth, um, I, I it, like it's not even a good like CGI job. on No, his face, and you also know what if I he's mean? a genie, there should be like a misty cloud around him. You would think not yeah. just like he looks just ja- like he's yoked up.
2: that's exactly and what he looks like.
0: I, I just don't see the point, and like by the exact opposite. Lion King so far looks fantastic, it does look great. but I think they're getting to a point now where these are going to start walking a dangerous territory because now they're talking about making a live action Nightmare Before Christmas. That uh, is a horrendous idea. Yeah, that's pretty that bad. That is not a movie. It works because of the claymation, because right. of the stop motion. Um there also they, there's a rumor if it's going to be a live action or a sequel. I don't know how you do a sequel to Nightmare Before Christmas either. It stands on its own. You gotta no, you just leave it alone. It's one of the most perfect um, multi-holiday films there's ever. Family re- films there's really ever is. been. It's
2: also timeless. To it, be exactly honest what I mean. You. Like, like it, it it's, held, it's held
0: up because of that type of animation. So now if they do a live-action one, all these people are going to be CGI. Right. It, it's going to look silly. Well, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas still holds up to this day. So I, I just, I really hope that this. It, it sounds like it's where it's going because I think they're doing a live-action mermaid. Right. Like, do me a live-action Bambi like... and really horrify children when the right. mother gets right. shot.
3: Should
0: do a Fox and the Hound. No, I mean, they should
3: do a remake of Song of the South where the people are animated but the animals are real.
0: That's actually that's going to be very hard to do. Yeah. Get the birds to sing. You got to do like Mister Edward. You're electrocuting it so the lips move. <laughs> that's
2: terrible. Now, um, now I was going to ask. Now, since we're on the topic of uh, movie trailers, did you? I saw a movie trailer yesterday and it really freaked me out. What was it? It was a movie called
0: I think it's called Yesterday. So yeah, es- yeah, Danny Boyle. So um, essentially, it's directed about Slumdog Millionaire. Twenty-eight yeah, days later. So
2: essentially, it's about like living in the world, but the Beatles. This never guy, existed. he's like
0: a musician that he plays bars and shit. Right. And something happens where he loses his memory. Yes. Not his memory, even. He just no um, something. He's happens. in a coma. He's like in a coma. But when he wakes up, the, the Beatles don't exist. The Beatles, he's the only yeah. person in the world that knows the Beatles. So
2: like like was one part of the trailer where he's sitting like with his family or whatever, and he's on the computer and he starts playing Let It Be, and it goes, Oh, you know, just he's writing one of his. Songs again, he goes, What's it called? Um, uh, let it be, yes. And he becomes the biggest fucking songwriter in the world, and he's just doing the Beatles catalog, yeah. And like, it's it's a really cool concept. Well, well, Danny Boyle is a a killer singer.
0: Well, Danny Boyle is a great director. Um, I was very disappointed when he dropped out of doing the next Bond movie because I think that could have been like the quintessential Bond movie with the way he can storytell. But when you look at like 28 days later, really kind of changed the game in Mm -hmm. horror. Um, Slumdog Millionaire is a movie I didn't think I was going to like at all, and I ended up really, really enjoying. Too long
2: for me, but like. What do you mean good. too long
0: for you? just talk about watching the extended Lord of the Rings, and it's fucking a two hour movie is too long for you? No, it's different. Because no, it's I, not. I, I like
2: Lord of the Rings. No,
0: you're just being an impatient twat. That's fine. <laughs> Have you seen Slumdog Millionaire, I've Josh? I've Slumdog Millionaire. What, did, what the fuck I've do you s- miss all these movies for, I've Josh? Seen it. You used to see. you busy
3: it. watching Fast and Furious. Clearly! <laughs> yeah.
0: Be be busy watching the inside of a fucking gun barrel. <laughs> fucking asshole.
2: Jesus. Oh, yeah. Look, he, he, he Googles Beetle. And and it's literally just a fucking bug, <laughs> and he goes, "You've slimy, never heard of the Beatles?" Satisfying. Yeah, he goes, uh, "You know, uh, John, John, Paul, whatever the fuck he said," and everyone looks Ringo, at him and goes, "George." Ringo. It's like, who, who, who are those people?
0: I don't know if I'd want to live in a world where the Beatles that's, didn't exist. Like,
2: I remember watching it and thinking to myself, like, that is, that's creepy to yeah, think of it like that.
0: Like, live in a world where the Beatles don't exist. So there was some other um, stuff that pissed me off. Have you guys seen the trailer for this movie that came out this week, *Alita: Battle Angel*? Uh yeah, it looks fucking. Awful. I just
2: don't, I just, it, it I just don't Visually, care. It
0: visually looks cool, and I guess it's an adaptation of some animated movie, and James Cameron's the producer on this. And this, I, I, I fucking hate James Cameron. He's done, like, three of my favorite action films ever um, in Aliens, T1, and T2. Like, you can't touch those. And you go to like even True Lies. When you think about like the movies he's done from Terminator, Terminator 2, well, Aliens, True Lies, um, Titanic, Avatar. He's one of the, the most he, he's, visually groundbreaking directors ever. I was going to say,
2: he's, as far as making a, 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 a spectacle out of a movie, it, I don't think there's anyone better.
0: No, there, there's never been anyone better. But he is a tremendous asshole. He made comments this week about complaining about Aquaman, which you know my feelings on Aquaman. Saying well, Technically, his, he directed Aquaman
2: in, in the Entourage show. No, so. because
0: Entourage, what, that was when Entourage didn't exist. To me anymore, (laughs) when that happens. So James Cameron comes out and says, "Well, Aquaman's a little too unrealistic." Oh yeah, right. Because blue people on a blue people, the Terminator. Terminator 2 in True Lies fucking Arnold just flying a helicopter through the city and shoots a rocket out of it or no <laughs> he shoots a rocket at the helicopter uh, like this guy is known for sci-fi the abyss like this is what he does right. and he's calling Aquaman unrealistic I don't know it's kind of silly
2: like just he just like, like people have to chime in to put their
0: two cents and in and then he compl- he talks about oh well there's way too many Marvel movies he has 4 Avatar sequels in production right now He's making four sequels. We're still waiting for the second one, and I know. it's been a while since that. It's 2009 that came out. It's been almost 10, by the time it comes out, it's going to be 11 years. And I don't think Avatar has sustained the way it seemed when it first came out. Yeah, a- Avatar was when, huge when it came, when it came out, out. It was a groundbreaking film. But when you watch it back Visually. on regular TV, it's just like, oh, it's, I'm watching Dances with Wolves and uh, it's, it's po- it's Pocahontas, Pocahontas and Fern Gully. It's yeah. those three movies. So Cameron calling anything unrealistic. The most realistic movie he's ever done is Titanic. Based off, of, based yeah, off based a true, off a true story, and he even had to make up a love story for that. Yeah, for like <laughs> to make it, to and make it. And interesting. This lead a battle, engine, and I know some people that saw it and they said it is just horrendous. They said visually it's amazing, and like IMAX, it's amazing. It looks terrible. I don't give a fuck.
2: I, 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 listen, I didn't know and about the cast it until, is great. You, until you said something about it. I could care Dude, less. Dude, this movie
0: costs two hundred and fifty million dollars to make. I'm it. sure. It's only projected to make thirty million this weekend. Yeah. And then you look at a fucking shitty horror sequel like Happy Death Day to you or whatever, costs nine million dollars to make, and it's going to make fifty five million dollars this weekend. Because That's great. horror That's is low budget, budget. budget, and you can make a fucking killer movie well, with ha- nothing.
2: Well, how much money did the first Paranormal Activity? Make oh my and god, it and it cost
0: nothing. When you look at Paranormal Activity, The Blair Witch, Night of the Living Dead, when they, how much money they made and how little they cost to make uh, mm-hmm. Saw Saw cost 4 million dollars to make and it made That's 140 million dollars and how
2: many sequels seven, a ton of sequels seven, but eight. the
0: first Saw was another one it was a phenomenon when it came out right. it was fucking massive so uh, James Cameron's an asshole I, I, can he do an original movie instead of fucking sequels especially when he has the gall to complain about MCU movies which is just absurd
2: I, I think people who complain about MCU movies now are just looking for attention Well, it, at, it, at least in Hollywood it, it, anyway well yeah certainly you know because what I mean?
0: they, they, they feel Feel sad that they missed the boat because if Cameron wanted to do one, well, he could probably make a killer MCU movie. Well, you know what I,
2: the only thing like I'm happy that Ruffalo was Hulk in the MCU, but like part of me is like, what happens if Ed Norton was still around? You know what I mean? Like I, I don't
3: like Mark Ruffalo. better No, no, I, I do, I do too. too. I'm
2: just saying like you know because like all the high profile actors that are in it, like Norton could have been a part of it. Like that, sure, but it, he's it, it too much of cool.
0: Norton's too much of a pain in the ass to well, work with. Th- he always wants creative control of yeah, everything he does. Exactly. Right, so Can that's you a question
2: here.
3: Yeah, sure. Why in? uh a Battle Angel in, in this particular Screenshot I have Up on the screen Sure Is that Johnny uh, Is Mahershala Ali Playing Wesley Snipes
0: <laughs> Darkness is before Wesley Snipes. Sit your five dollar um, ass down before like I make change. The casting it is fucking great, and he's in it. And he, like this new season of True Detective is unbelievable so far. Jonah Hill, doppelganger. yeah, Jonah Hill doppelganger and OJ on the yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks fucking awful. It doesn't look great. um. So uh, I heard some stuff about the PlayStation Five this week. Oh, you did guys you check out the news about the PS Five? Dude, I've been so busy. There's going to be a new I technology haven't. on the PlayStation Five that is going to make it backwards compatible with every. PlayStation game there's ever been, from That's PS1 to PS4. start but- yeah, I mean, <laughs> Good I, that, that, I like
2: your take on that. That
0: well, well, it should it should have been this way from the beginning. Like, yeah. there's no reason my well, the, fucking brand new $500 piece of equipment can't play that old bullshit technology that needs 30 minutes to load and needed a fucking memory card. Why can't it do it? Because yeah, it costs more to make. You're charging me out the ass anyway.
2: I like yeah. I, like I think Microsoft needs to take notice at this point because because now, now Sony has officially taken hold of the console wars. It's not even close. It's, it's not even. It's not close. That
3: happened fucking four years. It ago. happened
0: from the beginning more or less. No, that PlayStation I'm, was crushing it from the beginning. Well, I mean,
2: maybe. Between the four and well, the 1 Well, when you yes, look at when you go I'm back, saying, like, you know,
0: it, 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 to be fair, though, the way the it's PS3, gone in the console battles, PS2 was winning, and then when the Xbox figured out, then the end, it became kind of even. The 360 dominated PS3 early on, then yeah. PS3 came on, but PS4 has been more or less a blowout since Jump Street. No, Sony, that that Sony I completely from agree. The
3: beginning, uh, from the PS1 has always kind of had it figured out. What they tried to do with the PS3 was they tried to load it up with
2: tech, and it was yeah. so expensive. Yeah, they, they priced console, they priced dude. out the market, mm-hmm.
0: and but like when you look at the, then Sony what, had what, to steal what, from uh, what, Microsoft. What was the
2: drop price? What like opening day? 600 dollars, six hundred bucks. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, because of the Blu-ray
0: capabilities. Um, only
3: had like eight gigs of storage. Yeah, it that's, was, that's it was
0: ridiculous. Money. Um, and it took PS3 a long time to really get out, and because I think at the end of it, 360 was slightly ahead of the PS3. Yeah, but it originally it was like this, and then PS3 came up close, yeah. and it was. The same thing with when, the original Xbox the, the Slim,
2: and then all of, I yeah. think the big thing too was PS Plus was free. Yeah,
0: was free to play exactly. But Xbox, but that Live. was the thing. How many times did the PS Plus PS online Go crash down. and get hacked because yeah. it was free? That's why they had to start charging for you it. Know, and uh,
3: now they're at the point, and I think that the reason why that the the, uh, the PS Five development is kind of out there, right. not necessarily a leak. They're talking about it. I was reading a couple of months ago that it, it's not. Uh, it's projected now the PS Four is going to officially outsell the PS Two. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah, Amazing. yeah. That's DS2 a big is deal. It's the, the best-selling console
0: yeah. ever. of all time. Yeah,
2: yeah. for sure. No, yeah. absolutely. I mean, like, and, and I, I just... I'm, I'm a firm believer in Microsoft. I stick by it. You know what I mean. But no, I, I, listen, I think they need to no no really step the sh- game. No up. one can
0: shit on. No one could tell me the Xbox One is a bad console. It's not. It, no. if people that they have to say, oh, well, look at my Is it like? Are you that much of a jerk off that you can't acknowledge it's still a great console? Like, the, the I I hate brand loyalty in general. Like, right? No, if I, I'm you, with can, you on if, that, if you just have Josh. to say something else sucks, Apple. You, yes, it, so what? <laughs> it, well, see, Josh used to be more of an elitist with his brand loyalty. Yeah. But if you have an opinion on something before you even see it, can I like, can I can I just say
2: there was one time we went we all went to the mall and Josh was looking for an Apple, Apple watch. watch. Yeah. We just and instead instead of walking into the store and asking if they had it, he checked his phone. I know. I hated for him at availability. That and he goes, I got to look. I go, it's not loading. And I walked right in. Do you have an Apple Watch? No. Walk out, Josh. They don't have it. Well, <laughs> I like when he
0: first got his Apple Watch. It was when the Force Awakens came out, and we went and to... you
2: paid with the watch.
0: No, <laughs> he, no he tried scanning on his watch, and he had back. Up the whole line because it wasn't working. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, because no. the QR dude code. in the wheelchair. At the... <laughs> oh, fine. Make fun of old pudding brain.
3: I'm not, I'm not. I'm just saying the dude in the wheelchair, take from that what you will, couldn't Thunder figure brain. out how to work his scanner.
0: Yeah, well. Yeah, I'm sure. Couldn't figure out to work his legs either. <laughs> Um, all right, I, got, I just uh, there, felt like rolling <laughs> there, were, <laughs> there was some uh, Breaking Bad movie news this week um, give, give me what, all the what's news What's really cool um, This was the news that came out It's going to be released on Netflix Before debuting on AMC I actually so, saw
2: that on Twitter So is there is there a particular reason why they're doing that? I just think it's that's you more and more the movies way, that's Are going to be go. coming
0: out on Netflix I mean with um, the success of stuff like Bird Box And then uh, Bandersnatch with um, uh, Black Mirror And uh, there's been a ton of Netflix original movies That have done really really well And Breaking Bad it's has its own con- at this Breaking point, right? has been a Breaking Bad has oh yeah the Netflix studios are their own thing they're going to win an Oscar on next week for they're probably going to win Best Picture for Roma and um, all the studio that's executives a Netflix movie yeah Roma was I a never Netflix knew movie that. Um, debuted on Netflix so Shit. and then you're talking Scorsese's next movie is coming straight to Netflix with Pacino De Niro and Pucci that's
2: a big deal yeah
0: it's it- they're- they're- that's why the movie theater business is having so much trouble but with Breaking Bad which I'm really uh, it- there's actually a potential chance that uh, Vince Gillian the creator of Breaking Bad and X Files right. Better Call Saul gave away a spoiler years ago after Breaking Bad was over about what the movie is going to be about. Mm-hmm. Because when you think about the end of Breaking Bad, Jesse got away. He drove away um, going to film I, the Need for Speed movie. and um, That's right. right, right, right. And, and, the Need for Speed and, movie. And, and, um, but you think about it. He was still on the line as a suspect for killing Hank and his partner, right, um, Gomi yeah. Gomez. Um, so he's wanted for killing two officers. And a, his fingerprints are all over this lab where this mass homicide just happened with all these people that got killed by trunk gun. Uh-huh. And um, so this movie, what my opinion it's going to be, it's going to be a chase movie. He's trying to get away. It's not going to be like where there's any chance to settle down. If it's taking place right after the events of Breaking Bad, so he's it's going to be on the run. him trying to get away. And you got to think, um, Saul's still in hiding. So will he reach out to Bob, find Bob Odenkirk? Would, um, imagine if so. there was a Breaking Bad movie tie-in to the Better Call Saul, because Better Call Saul relies on flashbacks the show where he is like working at a Cinnabon like he foreshadowed on Breaking Bad Uh Um, but it's going to have to I think it's going to be like a very high stakes um, almost an action movie because he's going to be on the run the whole time
2: I mean I, I think that's, that's the best way To play it the, Because I mean Because Breaking Bad Was such uh, a,
0: a Psychological drama absolutely. Thriller kind of thing So oh, I and think, Breaking Bad was intense It was very like, it, you it, think. it built up And it gave you anxiety Like,
2: like one of my favorite I was, I've was i been rewatching the show One of my favorite parts In the entire show Was when he's Like he he's done Selling meth right And he's walking Through the hardware store He sees the guy With all the shit and Stay he's, off
0: my ter- And he, yeah. he
2: walks up To the guy And says stay out Of my territory yeah. And you're like That's
0: great where he, Oh okay he, Yeah, where yeah. He, like, he, That's when he Decided I I like being Heisenberg but, more than Walter White. That's
2: and that's when it, that, when it comes full circle at the end of the show when he's talking to Skyler, he goes, "I liked it. I did it for me." Yep. Like That's it's the one of the most complete characters in the, in the history of TV. Yeah. No, and that, it's like the fact that. They're gonna have flashbacks. Yeah, to White, he will be right? in they it. Kristen to.
0: Ritter's character Jane will be in it. There's okay. gonna be all kinds of. I'm sure Mike Armand Trout will be in it somehow in flashbacks because I, I think just, on the set they actually yeah. saw Mike's car that you see oh, throughout really? the show. Yeah, I'm just such a big
2: fan of the of the universe that they've created. Oh, dude, now. I mean you know what, what I mean? they've done
0: between Breaking Bad and now Better Call Saul is just it's simply incredible. Yeah, um, and, and,
2: and but the only the only part that stinks is that. Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston are pretty much typecasted that for the rest of their careers. Yeah, you know but what I mean? What
0: the thing is, like, I don't know if it's typecasted. I just think it's really hard well, to overcome roles like I, this.
2: I, I say typecasting is if like they're only going to be known as Jesse uh, well, and Walter see, White. At least
0: with Brian Cranston, he's like, he just won a Tony for the one man show he's doing on Broadway. Cranston had been like a stat he was on Malcolm in the Middle, dude. Malcolm in the Middle was a huge show, and he was getting nominated for right. awards on that. He was on Seinfeld. He'd been well, around he, a long time. He, he even
2: Paul- did a voice in like the Power Rangers yeah, like, the he, old Super he'd been. Sentai. He'd been around
0: whatever that. Is um, Aaron Paul had done some stuff, but he hasn't done much since. He's mostly bombs. It's just hard to. The like, James Gandolfini didn't have a ton of huge roles after The Sopranos. Edie Falco had a more successful career. She's still going on Nurse Jackie, for Christ's sake.
2: Aaron Paul was um, actually in that really shitty Rock and Kevin Hart movie called Central Intelligence. It was
0: really bad. So there's three people that saw this. The Rock, Kevin Hart, and you. <laughs>
2: I was fucked up. What do you want from
0: me? <laughs> yeah, you like the Kevin Hart movies. And
2: no, I, I really don't like them. I just I caught that one. The Rock was You bought
0: it. and seen way too many Kevin Hart movies for me not to think that you don't like it.
2: Well, the only other one I saw where he was in, I saw this really shitty movie called Fool's Gold. You behind. bought Get hey. Hard.
0: Well, I did it and, on accident. And, you bought Get Hard. You watched The House. Didn't you watch that one with Will Ferret with, uh, with uh, Rafi in it? Jason Manzukis was great. Yeah, see, exactly. So J- you, Jason, I
2: definitely... watch anything with Jason Manzukis. Exactly. I don't care what. You it want is. to talk
0: about typecasting? He plays Rafi in everything. everything. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's great. Um, so I want to actually talk about a subject. Um, I like talking about childhood pranks. Okay. Pranks you played on people as a sure. child. Um, we were on Fudge and Finn's uh, podcast last week. I talked about when you and I were driving by Dan Ide with uh, <laughs> the, the wiper sprayers and I put out his cigarette. <laughs> well, the wiper sprayers we talked about, I used to take my windshield wiper sprayers on my old car and I turned them out to the side. And we would just drench people. We drenched Spooner right in the face one time as he was driving. <laughs> <laughs> and he calls me up oh, I can't see anything The wiper fluid burns <laughs> like, um, But there, there's definitely been some that I did That were probably over the line At no. certain points uh, I don't know I mean childhood pranks always have a weird course I remember I wanted my dad to quit smoking And I was like oh I took his cigarettes I threw him on the roof <laughs> and he, he comes He's like where are my cigarettes He walks out and he just sees him on the roof yeah, Get the that. ladder Whoa. Get the ladder and climb up what? I climbed up and he took the ladder down <laughs> okay. So I had to jump
2: I mean, I remember we did that. He's like me and my buddy, Chris, like for whatever reason, like we go, yo, you, you won't run around the house bare ass naked. He goes, yes, I will. So the second, so he runs outside, strips down and he runs around the house and me and my buddy Nick locked him out. Yeah. He was stuck
0: outside there. There was, we, there was, we got him stuck on his roof. There was one that, um, shit, that dude, uh, my buddy Jared and Danny did to me. We were at Jared's house, me, Jared, Danny, and Spooner, and we were just fucking being assholes. We had like an ice ball fight outside, and I was in the basement, and then I hear Jared and Danny calling me upstairs. I'm like, oh, I'm coming. So I come, and then I fucking feel my foot fall in something like mushy and wet, and then I slip and land in it. They called me specifically because the dog puked at the bottom of the stairs, and they wanted to see if I'd step in it. I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> But I mean, there's, I mean, we did it to you where we dumped a gallon of water on ice water while you're showering yeah, like, and then you got mad. Just, no, just do a glass. It comes out with a fucking beer get picture. A, get a picture of, a picture of ice, ice water. water. Get so, out of my fucking house. Yeah, get yeah. out of my
2: fucking house. Um,
0: I, there was ones we used to do when uh, Josh and I worked at um, Shoprite, and uh, there was this guy that worked there that had uh, more or less multiple personalities. <laughs> Um, I don't know if multiple, he talked to himself in different voices, and really? he, like, gnawed on his hand to the point where he, he had calloused, like, palm of his hand because yeah. he would gnaw. Really nice guy, but we decided to, to saran wrap his car. <laughs> so we, we took the huge roll of saran wrap, and we saran wrapped the fuck out of his Jeep because he worked nights. So we got out of work. I think we went to the drive-in Josh that night, yeah. and then we came back and hung out after, and we were, like, hiding in the car. Like, let's see what Reed does when he comes out. Let's see. He comes out. And you just hear him go, Motherfucker! And he starts trying to rip it, but we wrapped it so tight. He takes out a box cutter and he just slices the fuck out of his car. like a lot. Fucking idiot. And he's screaming, and we're like, oh my God, we're gonna die, we're gonna die. There was a coworker of ours that fucked, uh, that Reed fucked with pretty hard. Um, so I, t- you actually, I think, met Reed in Warwick the one time. I probably The really know. tall dude with the glasses that rides his bicycle around everywhere. He goes yes, by so Bicycle I'm, Man. Yeah. So he decided one day to lock one of his co-workers in the, the warehouse in one of the trucks that that delivers everything <laughs> right, right and this is a kid that was our age and he's extremely claustrophobic and he just locks him in it pitch black and like screaming and josh and i walk back there like what the fuck is happening and we'd say oh huh, i locked james in there <laughs> <laughs> we're, like, we're like you should let him out all right. He opens it and James comes out, and he just fucking hits Reed with a haymaker. And Reed backs up, and there were these chains hanging from the top that were supposed to like lift heavy pallets. Reed grabs the chain and he swings on it like he's Indiana Jones, <laughs> trying to <laughs> kick him. It was, and we're like, guys, break it up. Josh Dude. is like, I used to mess with Reed. I picked up Reed like off the ground and just dumped him back. And Reed's like six four, like two ninety. I I can't even like. The,
2: the, I I didn't really do any childhood pranks. I more those prank people, when we all worked at Best Buy. Like I remember. Someone would always try Kaluchi. to yeah, try to go up on Big Joe and, it's, oh, yeah, yeah. and it's like this platform that would raise all the way up. So instead of going all, I would just hold on and then it would like lift me up because so I was like, Why is Big Joe fucking broken? And you just see me hanging, I'm like five feet in the air <laughs> hanging
0: off big there, joe. There was one at Shopper at the one time. Um that we, I might have more pranks from ShopRate because we did some wild, wild oh. shit. Was, so <laughs> the, these two girls decided one time to um, take a window marker and draw in my car and like draw dicks and balls and then saran wrap it. And I said, all right, bitch, I got a better one for you. So I went to my buddies in the deli department and I said, I want you to give me as many cold cuts you can without getting in trouble, like okay. the stuff you throw out. And it's like the middle of July and I covered every inch of this girl's windows in deli meats. Salami, bologna, ham, Dude, th- turkey. That
2: sounds like when we did that at our friend's house,
0: we'd just put Dude, Singles all over the windows. No, and then like she didn't get out for like six to eight hours, so we just, like, in, in oh, the summer heat, sack. just caked and, on. Dude, so she, how mad was she, she Josh? <laughs> well, we also messed with Larry a lot there. Yeah, we did. We used to take this kid, Larry, and we would just, like, over the loudspeaker. Someone would drop something right in front of him, and he was, like, ah. custodian. Like, glass would break, and we'd be like... Uh, Larry, one second. We go over the megaphone and make up names for him, like Larrington, Normington, Caster. Please come the floral for a cleanup. He's like, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> we, what, I put a, remember we put a Munchkin in his exhaust pipe. It shot out.
2: <laughs> Started his car and it shot. I mean, I, the only thing I remember I did to him was like, we just opened at Best Buy. It's a brand new bathroom, and I carved for a good time. called Dan Perosi. And yeah. I wrote, and I wrote, I wrote his phone number. The very next day, we have a chalk talk, and our, our I didn't know about
0: it at this point, like. I'm in the huddle. Our our
2: boss looks at us and goes, who
0: wrote... Per- Dan's phone number <laughs> On the bathroom stall And I'm like I, do, I don't He, I don't he know. like goes to me Like why did you write Your number I'm like why would I Write my own number it's Like I'm not looking For about b- to play Okey Cookie Yeah dude, <laughs> for,
2: Yo for years He annoyed It was me i yeah. like I don't know why That's the first thing I thought of. I had to fuck with Perosi But I mean It's not a prank But it's a funny story It's about Greg oh, <laughs> it's no! It's when Greg Fell in the shower <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's not like, I, was I, playing, I, I was playing Xbox I, with you I wish it, it was You was playing a, Destiny I think yeah, Destiny we, I
2: wish it was a prank but it happened like it was a prank. I'm just sitting in the living room and I, you know, Greg's in the shower and I'll just literally just out of nowhere. All he hears, Oh! <laughs> <And>
0: <laughs> loud bang. I, I, Taylor goes to me, dude, I think Greg just fell in the shower, yeah,
2: dude. I like because like I know like falling in the shower can be kind of dangerous, you could really hurt yourself. Yeah. So the first thing I do is like, I'm like, yo, Greg, you okay? You okay? He goes, ow. Oh! <laughs> fucking hurt! I'm like, what happened, dude? And at that point, I knew he was okay, so I'm like, fuck it, let it go. Dude, he walks out. He's got a horn on his forehead. So fucking big. I was, dude, that was one of the top three funniest things that ever happened at that house. Just out of nowhere I'm playing Destiny just me and him are fighting the fucking Rancor for like six hours alright all yours- so
0: oh, this week I have some homework for you guys because I kind of sprung this on you I want you to think of like your best childhood prank stories doesn't have to be you you could have been involved you could have been the pranky or the pranker Um, oh. let's go over them next week because I okay. can go, I can come up with some fucking doozies yeah I think um, I have one alright why don't we get to some questions Um, From the listeners and Yes, so let's start with the first uh, We got a couple from Ian Ramirez Uh, My take on where Antonio Brown will end up Is the first question Um, That's a really tough question I'm going to say he's going to end up on the Houston Texans With uh, the release of Demarius Thomas uh, Coming up, they need a number two It's going to be really hard to have him end DeAndre Hopkins Hopkins. But I, I, I will say if not Antonio Brown Le'Veon Bell is going to end up on the Texans. he be one of the two. Yeah. Um, the other team that I would consider a good chance of him going is the San Francisco 49ers. I yeah. know the betting favorite is the Miami Dolphins. That is not going to happen. I don't think so either. No, no shot. Um,
2: I, I obviously, I had a hot take. I obviously said the Broncos, but more more and more so now, I don't see that happening no, anymore. No, no, no.
0: They're going Just- to a very run-based System. And not to
2: mention, they have a lot of faith in that court in Cortland Sutton to yeah. be their number one at and, some point. Yeah. So I think they have what they need there. Um, now I'll take this one. Yeah, Flacco's bitch ass going to the Broncos. Now I had no idea this happened. I was no, working. I was all day. so happy.
0: I was the one that got to ruin your day. He
2: texted me and he goes, <laughs> "Congratulations on your quarterback." I go, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, you traded for Flacco." I go, "For what? What did we give up?" And it was only look, a fourth rounder. Looking at what we gave up and looking what we have now, I don't hate to trade anymore. I It ruined my day that day. But it, it, you're paying Case eighteen million dollars. I mean, it, now it, you're
0: paying Joe eighteen point five million.
2: But it, and even if we cut Case, it's still ten million oh, case dollars. Case is in, a goner. In, case it, is a goner. In dead in dead cap room, so in dead money, so it makes no sense. The,
0: the nice thing with Flacco's contract th- is that you can cut him from it this after this season, and no cap penalty. Well, it's I an opt out. Th- well, isn't it, I think it's a team uh, option. The, uh, the
2: The Ravens are taking on a big portion of the contract. No, no? they took on the full contract. Were. No, no, it's um, oh, it's okay. a team
0: option after this year. So most likely they would release so, him from it, possibly resign him. Um, as far as what uh, the, the Broncos offense is going to be really boring, but it might be very effective. They're not going to be throwing the ball more than 15, 20 yards downfield regularly. It's going to be run the ball 30 to 40 times a game, um, well, the pass it is, 15 to 20.
2: Well, the thing is, the thing that, that they figured out towards the end of last year was that if you just throw it up the court when Sutton, he will most likely draw a sure. P.I. or come down with the ball. Sure. So, I mean, take your shot down the field. You got Philip Lindsay and, and Royce like, Freeman that are going to run the ball very effectively. And then you also have. A, what kind, a great of, short
0: what game. kind of team won the Super Bowl this year? And that, the Patriots were not a heavy passing team. They, they ran they, it out. they ran the ball down your throats and then they had a great defense, which we know the Broncos are going to have. 90% of the time.
2: what what, uh, what What's the throw that Tom Brady makes? To James Five White, yards Rex, out. Rex Bur- Burkhead Hits out the Hits him in the flat field. and then they go nine yards. Exactly. Nine and yards. then Julian Edel- yeah. Edelman will get open. Yeah. Gronkowski. And, so it's the perfect offense with a with the, with the great head coach. Okay, so I the, think we got the, what, a lot of good stuff LA going for What Elway is us. seeing with
0: Flacco is that he's thinking of the Flacco that won a Super Bowl in 2013 or 2014. And... Because they beat the Broncos in the
2: fucking playoffs. And
0: in that... Yeah, with that Hail Mary. In that year, they they had a great defense and a strong running game. And Flacco was um, just... Don't make mistakes. But Flacco has become so in his own head that I don't know if he has it anymore. And I think at this point... It is more than fair to say that John Elway cannot evaluate quarterbacks to save his life. I, I think someone—it's no, more than someone, fair.
2: No, someone on Twitter put it on. Uh, since Elway's taken over his track record, so Peyton Manning, obviously drafted, he deserves uh, no
0: credit for Peyton Manning. I th- he deserves what? some.
2: Credit. Oh, he deserves he credit for scouting Peyton Manning. He didn't scout Peyton Manning. He got him to Denver.
0: Okay, but I'm talking about evaluation of talent. No,
2: I'm just going through. So since he so you got Peyton Manning, you got Paxton Lynch bust, Case Keenum still not great, better than Paxton, Trevor Brock Simeon, Osweiler, Brock Osweiler. Like, it's his track record speaks for itself. It's not great. It's terrible. You know what I mean? It's and, and he got Peyton Manning at the end of his career. So what else are you going to do with that? Yeah. But I, I, you're, it's very much a very true statement. What did you As just do? Arguably one of the best. Um, did you unplug the power? Yeah, I think you did. Josh,
0: check the cable back here. I think As arguably on one
2: of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, he cannot evaluate a quarterback to save his life.
0: Nope, not at all but
2: it and that's the part that really stinks and now we've lost our questions yeah
0: and um so yeah as far as Flacco goes i think that the i i get what elway was trying to do it's he's going to he's going to drive the ship you know what I mean? And, he's, and he might he's drive gonna, it right into the fucking ground. And he's going to
2: do what he's got to do. Because that, especially with Fangio uh, being the quarterback, yeah. that defense is going to be all great. All right,
0: and then Ian asked me uh, my preference for which spoon I want to be when I come to visit him in Miami for the 2020 Super Bowl. <laughs> um, whatever spoon you want, baby. Uh, um, you all right, speaking of oh, oh, Larry Caster, nice. that's the next question. Um, the NFL draft, who – this is such a – Josh, can you read Larry's question, yeah, please, please every time. spelt? And do, can you do Larry's voice with the drool?
3: Yeah, No, I can't. <laughs> The NFL draft, who's going where, who trades up, who gets who in free agency, a total overhaul of NFL offseason.
0: So, I'm not understanding what question is what. Who's going where, who trades up? Uh, The Giants will try to trade up for Dwayne Haskins if they feel he's off the, um, if he's going to be taken by someone else. They should. Um, The most logical spot would be um, flipping with the Jets for going up one spot, like the Jets did last year. Um... I, it's it's too early to say because you don't know who's really what players teams are releasing what players are available in trade. We saw the first domino with Joe Flacco, but you still have Le'Veon Bell, you still have uh, Antonio Brown, Brown, plenty of other guys that are probably going to move. You don't know what's going to happen with the Marcus Cousins. There's going to be free agents that are probably released, like guys Kiko Alonso, possibly Cameron Wake, Isaac Cousins play. plays
2: basketball. Yeah, I meant
0: Demarcus Lawrence. Excuse me, Demarcus Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> Boogie Cousins, um, yeah, playing Demarcus Lawrence. He <laughs> um, probably could. Um, probably, so Larry, yeah. your question is um, uh, unintelligible. It is not articulate. I don't know. What I he's don't saying. know what you asked. so I'm going <laughs> to say. There's not even a question mark. Um, so I'm going to say, people are going places.
2: <laughs> All right, people are going places. People right. are getting ask, selected ask in the draft. The f- uh, Taylor,
0: take the first question
2: from okay, Chris. So Wright. This is from Chris Wright. Kareem Hunt signs with the Browns. Does this make them the favorites in the AFC North? No, no, it does not. But it makes them better than they were yesterday. Um, okay, no. Only if Kareem Hunt gets off the uh, the, the suspended list and yeah. he can actually play. Yeah. Now I'm um, again, obviously he whatever happened happened and it you know it's sure. terrible what sure. happened it, there's no denying that cream hunt is a great player um, he's a, he's probably one of the a best game changer. Three, one he's of one the of the best,
0: three best backs in the league.
2: He's one, he's he's like the last breed of a three down back in this league. You I know mean, what I in, mean? Or four a down back. Excuse so, me. But he, he, does it make them the favorites? You say no. It doesn't make them the favorites, but it it's a, it's a really good combination. To team All him right. up with Nick Chubb.
0: Can I can I? Okay, I'm going to take the question. Does this make them the favorites in the AFC North? And I'm going to say no because before they signed Kareem Hunt, I had them as the favorites in the AFC North. When you look at the structure of the teams in the AFC North, do you think the Bengals are going to do anything? No. Nope. Do you think the Steelers are in the right spot? To be winners again, no, nope.
2: especially if they're about to lose. A B and Le'Veon um, in the same. The Ravens
0: obviously are a huge question mark because you don't know what step. If Lamar Jackson takes a big step forward, even a slight step forward, they're going to win games. I don't think he will. Um, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's At, a winner. He's too young to judge no, now. No, he no fucking I'm, just won. He went on a tear. No. He had a bad playoff game. People want to write him off. I'm not writing
2: him off. I'm just saying I don't think he's going to take a, a a a massive step forward. You know sure, what I mean? Yeah, I, I think he could hey, stay the same.
0: Hey, to, to be he's better, also is very young. You're right, and, and he he wins. I don't care what it looks like. How yeah. he wins, he wins he wins with an old school style but I had the Browns as the favorite beforehand when you look at them
2: Tebow won like that and he he fucking hates Tebow well
0: the difference is Tebow completed 52% of his passes and won a playoff game oh excuse me he won a playoff game and then he got sent to the Jets and he couldn't catch a ball without hitting him in the fucking helmet Tim Tebow's a cunt Um, so the next question from Chris is um, does Charlotte versus Ronda draw better as a main event than Becky versus Ronda absolutely does what do you think Josh I, I know nothing so Want to know why? Take your time. Okay, so. Take your
2: time. Go ahead.
3: So the WrestleMania, if you look at it from a WrestleMania standpoint, yes, because we all know WrestleMania is where the casual fans come sure, out, sure. the people that don't normally watch. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Charlotte. Yep. Everybody knows Ronda. But from a wrestling fan standpoint, if this were the main event of, like,
0: Elimination SummerSlam, yeah, Chamber, sure.
3: I'd be watching I'm not gonna sure. watch Elimination Chamber tonight. I'm Why? gonna do that right now because I don't fucking care.
0: I you don't wanna see any of the stuff, dude. I wanna see Kofi go fucking coast to coast. Kofi dude, his gauntlet match on Monday was fucking wild. So
3: I will watch that match. Yeah, I don't give a shit about the women's, women's tag. No, team
0: it's going to be a disaster. Last year's women women's elation, elimination chamber was surprisingly great, but now you can put in all these people that aren't particularly good.
2: It, it, it's kind of weird having a tag team.
0: Well, they need elimination to ha- they,
2: chamber. You know what I'm trying to they've say? They've done like it, it before, so the, but the, the this, this is, this is for the first ever chamber. women's tag team. Well, that's, I mean, like maybe because I've just been out of it for so long, I've never so heard they of a tag a, team. They right. did
3: an elimination tag team chamber uh, uh, maybe two years ago, right? And the Lucha Dragons were in it. And Callisto did this he crazy climbed, spot where yeah. he climbed to the top of the cage, like literally, like it was fucking monkey. Bars. Yeah, dude, yeah. it was did wild. A
0: so those guys can pull Calisto it off. Was like, great. Who's going to get the best spot tonight in the Elimination Chamber match? Is probably like Naomi because she's probably the best athlete Man, of them. But you Manny know, Rose. you know what's going to happen is because I think Bailey and Sasha are first. Yeah, they're going to end up going all the way to the end with Nia and Tamina and then winning, prevailing most yeah. likely. But as far as um, does Charlotte versus Ronda draw better? Becky is the more popular amongst the hardcore fans right now, but her her. Success amongst them has not translated to better Ratings and better ticket sales Charlotte is The household name she has the prestige and She works infinitely better as a heel um, But ultimately it's going to be a triple threat Match yeah the fact that these wrestling fans are acting Like it's not a storyline thing that they're not like recreating how The stone long, cold how many stuff, times
3: have we done this how many Times
0: have we been here exactly but it's Going to be a triple yeah the, Yeah the key, the, the, up, yeah, the, the, like the key what they yeah she's suspended She was at a live event last night like come yeah, on And I guarantee knee. you because Charlotte's saying she's Sitting ringside for Ronda versus uh, Ruby Riot tonight mm-hmm. and Becky's going to like come through the and attack Charlotte. I'm sure to make yeah. sure that Ronda retains. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, what the fuck was I going to say? I, I don't remember. Um, oh, yeah. What it's going to be, the triple threat. It should be a triple threat elimination match where Becky gets the win over Charlotte and then Ronda. Because oh, instead
2: of a regular triple threat, someone exactly. the, Because a if it's, it,
0: it's kind of like doing WrestleMania 30 when um, Daniel Bryan beat Triple H and then he won the triple threat later that night, tapping out Batista. All right. Um, this question is from Wife2. Um, have you watched Velvet Buzzsaw on Netflix? If nope. so, did you think it was a dumpster fire? Sincerely, Wife2. I actually just watched Velvet Buzzsaw the other day and I really wanted to like it because... because... Because I like Jake Gyllenhaal a lot Tony Collette was in it John Malkovich was in it, and it was directed by a guy that did an awesome Jake Gyllenhaal movie called Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler was fucking great, like X Men. Nightcrawler. No, you're an asshole. Um, no, no. Just Nightcrawler. Ask. I can't believe I, I can't believe you know. didn't see Nightcrawler either. Jesus. Um, Nightcrawler was huge when it came out. Velvet Buzzsaw was one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life. Just a fucking pretentious artsy fartsy thing that was trying to be satire, like American Psycho, That's but it didn't know. know if it wanted to be a mystery. Jake Gyllenhaal is a great one of the best actors of our generation. He was Awful, Tony Collette. We know how I feel about her. She was awful. Uh, I don't even know why John Malkovich was in it. I completely forgot. He's in
3: every Netflix movie. I know.
0: You would think with a cast like that, it would be all right. It was horrendous, and it's not either any of the actors' fault. It was poorly written. It was well directed, but it was just a. fucking piece of shit movie that I couldn't believe I wanted to like it probably got paid pretty well because oh I'm sure I'm sure all right we got a bunch of questions from Allison Willis all right the first one when you're old what do you think your children will ask you to tell stories about (laughs) why does mommy have a black eye I don't. I. Don't, I don't. Um. I mean, they. Pro- in my personal situation, they probably want to ask about my dad, their grandfather. So that's probably like being serious. That's probably where it's coming from. Yeah, probably um, the same. They
2: probably wanna ask it, about their they, grandfather. They may want to. Like they're
0: going to be watching sports with me. They'll want to hear like uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to hear about the glory days of the Dolphins and the Mets and mm-hmm. things like that and the um, old wrestling and shit. So that kind of stuff.
2: Well, I, I can guarantee you, like my kids will ask about like, oh, like, oh, do you remember when you saw the like uh, this band live? You know, yeah, know what I mean? Sure. Because- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I used I to, to say- ask
0: my dad about seeing bands like Zeppelin all well, the time. That Time. It's the same
2: thing, like, my dad always told me, like, oh, you want to go see the Ramones down in Pacific yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. like
0: that. So, like, it'll, be, it'll be kind of be the same thing, you know? All right. What are some red flags to watch out for in daily life? Um, maniacs on the subway with a machete. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> um, one. Yeah, that's one. I mean, red flag. what does that mean? Um, okay, I got an answer for you, Allison. What are some red flags to watch out for in daily life? Um, uh, dating someone named P. Dizzle. Okay. Who um, it d- spells it P-E-E. Not the letter P. Spells like, it like uh, urine. Like pee pee. Yeah, and and he and um and when someone when some when you start dating someone that needs a detox in your basement, that's a fucking red flag. Yikes. Um, or if they're just named Allison Willis, it's a red flag. There you go. All right, you can ask the next one.
2: Uh, in the past, people were buried with the items. What the fuck that they would need in the afterlife what would you be bar- what would you want to be buried with so you could use in the afterlife Fleshlight. <laughs> uh, give um,
0: me, um i don 't know a hot dog yeah, I could use like, and <laughs> if i 'm buried with it and it 's food does it mean I just i finish a hot dog and then another one appears in the afterlife? No, just put a hot dog in my mouth in yeah the um bury me with uh Hot, hot dog. Bury me face down so everyone can kiss my ass. All right, Mean Gene. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> what is the worst thing you could hear as you under uh, as as you're going under anesthesia before heart surgery? Oh, just <laughs> missed? No, no, I like it. Right, now unzip. <laughs> 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 well, this is a big one. <laughs> no, you don't want to hear. Whoops! Yeah, yeah. that's
2: exactly it's the one thing you don't want to
0: hear. Or you think you're getting heart surgery? 100, like, all right, we're about to remove the top of the skull.
2: <laughs> one hundred ninety-nine, ninety-eight. Um, should kidneys be? <laughs> Wait, one?
0: Should kidneys be able to bought and sold? Sure. If you want to sell something, I don't care what the fuck it is. You should I be able to sell whatever. Don't care. And the most comfortable, better chair you've ever been in are your mom's. <coughs> Next question? Yes.
2: Okay. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, This is from the Corner House Podcast. Do you believe the movie "The Man Who Killed Hitler" and then Bigfoot, and then the Bigfoot could be loosely based on a true story? I hope it is. I would, yes, I would expect I, it to. I, be. I really hope this is the I, one with Sam Elliott.
0: Yeah, the Sam Elliott when I was I, talking. It's, a, about.
2: it's probably already great. Yeah, I'm so. sure
0: Sam Elliott's great in everything. Um, could it be based loosely on a, a true story? No, because um, it, Hitler escaped Germany. <laughs> like that's a common fact. Yeah, that no, Hitler escaped Argentina. I, I, think, I think. we can um, all and agree The Bigfoot's that's not real. I found Bigfoot and he tried to eat my ass
2: (laughs) (laughs) messing with Sasquatch he's Um, sitting there eating Jack Links the
0: next and last question from Collateral Cinema Podcast Uh, we talked about this already but the Aladdin Trail what do you think yay or nay Nay. I'm going with a big nay Nay. Um, it just doesn't look the the genie just doesn't work they would have been better off using the exact voiceover of Robin Williams and doing like they did Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One um, where it was CGI and it looked real even though that actor had been dead for fucking years so all right, hot takes I'm gonna be so mad if you could I don't really have a hot take, but I, I like pizza. So you need a real hot take.
2: Okay. So I guess my I'm only tired ha- of your shit. Okay, here here's a hot take. Uh it's fucking dumb, but the Mets are gonna win ninety games this year. That's my hot
0: take. Really? 90 games? Well, their over-under is 84. I think that's their win total projected I, I, I th- at, think, so I, think the, I think the Mets have the ability to win Certainly. 90 games. Um, well, and now I, that they're... Just based on the if the rotation, if three of the five guys stay healthy and the bullpen okay. is healthy, uh, 90 games should be highly attainable.
2: Yes. So that, and that's kind of my whole point. But the other thing I also want... It's kind of a hot take and it's kind of going to bum me out. Um, so, the, the whole thing with Jacob no. DeGrom this whole week. Please right? don't piss me off. No, no, this. no, no. I'm not pissing you off. And listen, I, I believe... He's asking for the wrong thing, or at least his agent is. Not there hasn't been one iota where Jake, the Jacob Degrom, has had that where he's like, "I'm gonna put myself on a pitch count." You know what I mean? Like he just doesn't seem like that that type of guy. It seems like it's his, it's his agent of course, pushing that he, more more, more than anything than he is. Well, uh, but I, I I think I I think it's a bit of a travesty that the Mets haven't signed him long term. I think it's a show of the faith that they gave him the massive. The you massive a $10 million raise. Dollar raise. No, I, I'm agreeing with you. I also think, just as a from a fan point, I think he deserves it. But I also think it's good on Degrom to give to give management. Listen, this is my deadline. We have to get it done by this day.
0: He didn't, but he didn't say if you don't sign me by then, I'm I'm closed to an extension. He just said he won't negotiate in season. No, what that tells me. Right. I still think that they get an extension done before the season starts. I, and no, I worst so, case, too. they get an extension done before next season starts. No, there, it makes no sense for the Mets to sign him long term right now because he's coming off a historic season. Like a top 10 all time yep. season And what, by him and his agent Saying like We might have to pull back The innings They're giving themselves Some leverage Yeah
2: no Because I, they I, have no leverage well, Right now other than that That's not my, my hot take is I hope that the casual New York sports fan Doesn't turn on Jacob DeGrom And as he doesn't Start acting like Matt Harvey did On top of that's, Saying those but things But like I said There hasn't been Any indication that DeGrom no, is that I'm type not, of guy No I'm not but worried I, about I, that. I don't want to listen To WFAN and someone Say Jacob DeGrom's A piece of shit Because of his of Innings limit well, that's what's Because happen. that's not fair but that's, You know what that's I mean what
0: Sports radio is for So people can say Outlandish things And create conversation But it's also and fucking It's right when Pitchers and catchers report If this was like The middle of the season It's barely a story Yes No um, I agree with you It's just because yeah. There's nothing to talk about Right now Even though There's an absurd amount Of still pretty good Free agents unsigned right. Um, So Josh Do you have a hot take? I do Okay Uh Boring. Can we stop
3: Remaking 80's action movies <laughs> Like sure. which ones Are you talking about? So I recently read That uh, there is I agree that there are some talks of remaking or rebooting whatever you want to call okay. it Escape from New York.
0: No. No, you can't. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. It's one of the best action films ever. So like, this is my thought. If you look at a movie like... I think it was going to be called Escape from Earth. is <laughs> <laughs> what they were talking yeah, about. Yeah.
3: yeah. If you look at a movie like uh, Blade Runner uh, 2049. 2049. You know, Harrison Ford was in it. You know, Harrison Ford yeah. still... The man. Uh, you know, did really well in it. Sure.
2: Can't teach cool and that's Harrison no, Ford. that exactly. Russell
3: still... Is the man? Is the man? Dude, the Santa Claus Chronicles like on a, Netflix are great. Way,
2: way, way in
3: the future sequel starring Kurt Russell. Or, dude, if you're going to make a No, I'm
0: with you. M- make a sequel. Don't re- the whole where the could bring Dude, want to do it the right way? Bring an old man Kurt Russell and then have his son Wyatt Russell play like his protege or his son that's going to take yeah. over the series now. Yeah, no. Now I do like the, the that. idea yeah. of doing like the old man character coming back. Arnold's talking about doing an old man Conan movie, which I would be fucking down yeah. for. Old man Conan would be fucking great, dude. You just do it like you did. Logan, mm-hmm. it's a pretty simple story to tell. Yeah. So I'm with you completely. Like, remaking these... They, they tried it with um, the fucking Patrick Swayze movie. Uh, Red Dawn yeah. oh. was... The, no the fucking reason Josh Peck. No so bad Josh that Peck bought stinks. it on Blu-ray and just
3: gave it to me. Yeah, So dude. Here you can have this, and I have never watched. No, it, it was it, bad. Dude, it, also, I, watched, I love Patrick
0: Swayze, so I, I love the first one, even though that's not great either. No, I like I like Patrick Swayze too. Fucking they're, they're great fucking movies out there, but you shouldn't remake that. They were talking about remaking Roadhouse. You do it like you did Mad Max. Do you remember when they Fury remade Road.
2: Point Break? Do we need to remake <sighs> Point no, Break? Point Break is Why? Great. Someone, yeah, someone who was even in it, I don't even know. I'm not a single person. <coughs> someone I have no someone idea. tweeted
0: yesterday, like one movie that could never be remade is Heat, just based on this. I said they did it already. It was called The Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, for him. Um, okay. So my hot take. Um, I actually tweeted this the other day, and you guys both liked it. Um, I'm going to say it. All three Matrix movies Are awesome I don't give yes. a fuck What anyone yeah. says I agree the, the, I, I'm one of the few I like Revolutions More than Reloaded the third one. I agree um, with you The um, third one's and great I would probably and put Reloaded A little bit higher If not for that 20 minute cave rave orgy scene, yeah, which is so. fucking weird. Doesn't make and any sense. There's some weird. I mean, the, the biggest problem Reloaded has for me is the pacing issues because like you have this 25 minute drawn out balls to the wall action scene, and then just 20 minutes of dialogue. And then you look at the original Matrix; it's like a perfect action movie. It is. Um, and but I, I really think they're all like good movies, and well, I think I think Revolutions especially got shit on unfairly. I thought it was very ambitious well, to go outside the norm of what the Matrix had been at that point, showing the battle in Zion. I thought. Was fucking cool as hell. Specifically,
2: yeah, exactly. The battle. Well, I forget the guy's name, but like when he's got the whole fucking horde, he's the last one. Oh, the general fucking, guy, the general yeah, guy. He's yeah, he's just screaming, and he gets and his face all torn up and dude, shit. Yeah. So fucking badass. And then the when fucking the, 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 the Agent comes Smith in. when he
0: came into the real world, and the guy that was like playing that version of him, yeah. talking the same way, yeah. was fucking cool. And even it, the the final fight with Neo him and versus Neo. original it's Smith. It's cool. All of the
3: Smith's Smith watching, dude.
0: That whole fight scene. I remember seeing that in the theater. Yeah. It was like holy. And the same way Reloaded when it came out. It was I, like, holy I, shit. I think it,
2: w- it was a perfect way the to man, end the series. Uh, oh, M- Merovingian yeah. and his no.
0: hot wife. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> no, they're, they're, I like all three of them. And there's a series where you could probably do something with it. Oh yeah. It doesn't have to be a remake, but it can be a continuation of the story. Well, the Animatrix and is pretty cool. The Animatrix I was cool. Watched it. I, I watched no. The Animatrix was awesome, dude. Never... The Animatrix is awesome. Okay. And even, t- I liked some of the video games. Path of Neo I had fun with. Path yeah, yeah, Matrix yeah, Online time. was fun. Uh, the only one that kind of sucked was Enter the Matrix because that yeah. game was so fucking glitchy on top of it. But I know they talked about doing another one with Michael B. Jordan kind of playing the Neo role because for, if you read into it, hate it, Neo, like Neo is supposed that. to be partially part of the Matrix itself. He's supposed to be almost in Trinity too. There's supposed yeah. to be like part of almost a program. So they say, I suppose we'll see Neo again one day. He can come back as whatever in theory.
3: You know, uh, it's funny because in the vein of the last question, the matrix is one of those series that almost was made to be rebooted if you think about it yeah because that could be the title of the movie the The matrix Rebooted.
0: yeah that would be great because they can literally it got reset and they said we'll see how long the piece lasts so there's so many things you could do and with technology now what you can make those look like on top of it Mm -hmm. um, it, when you think about how much of a game changer the original matrix was and how duplicated it was after that it spawned a series of video games like uh, Max Payne that took advantage of bullet time so to, to think what they could do now and continue that story and go into different facets of it i just don't know if um the the wachowski brothers or the wachowski siblings the wachowski sisters the wachowskis whatever they're called now right. um that's a weird one to me like if one one person in the family is transgender okay things happen <laughs> whatever you're born you were born that way quote unquote when two of the siblings are like that i have to question some things mm. what, it, it's, it's obviously a delicate subject but um what is it, the chances of having two children <laughs> that are um quote unquote transgender Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, but they've really only had like one really well, we, good movie. We know. Uh, we yeah, do? We're good friends with
3: uh, uh, two sisters who uh, who are both uh, lesbians, so it's not. Totally we are. Common. Yes. Well, you're you're not. I am. Uh, oh, do. Okay.
1: Uh.
0: Okay. Yes. Cool. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Tell do me off. You know th-
3: th- I- do you know who I'm talking about? No. Tell me off air. Yeah. Off air. I mean hey, I that
0: wanna... that one isn't as weird to me. Um, yeah. Two lesbian But two transgender Where it's like uh, You feel you were born In the wrong body That to me is like That has to be Like a one in a million Like fucking asteroid Hitting Earth Are they Earth. Twins? I don't yeah, know I don't, I don't know I don't think so And they One came I think the first one uh, Announced that they were uh, Transitioning in like 2013 And the other one was like 2016 But they've done nothing But bad movies For the most part Since then Like they produced yeah. Some good ones But then you look at Like Speed Racer like Emil Hirsch, like but they produced they <laughs> V for Vendetta, which is great. Yeah. Um. And they produce Swordfish, which I fucking love. Swordfish underrated. Sword, great. Swordfish is super underrated, and it mm. should be another one that's like a cult classic going back should. to last week. All right. So this was episode forty. Of you watch, I listen. Again, we uh we turn the tables on this. Um. I got a movie. I got a movie from Taylor this week, and I gave him an album. Uh, we got to give a special shout out to our AAFLFA um expert Chuck Lace. Thank you for calling in. And again, a major thank you. Um. And a shout out to Joe a Loseita. really uh, special person, uh, Joe. Zito. Uh, Thank you for calling in. Got a really cool guest calling in next week that I'm not going to reveal yet. Um, And we will see you guys next week. Later.